Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This week in league, Matt Rogers makes a comeback only to find out he's not up to playing football anymore. Get it? Nah. Tim Sheens finally gives a definitive explanation why he's auctioning off the entire 2011 West Tiger side. Marlon Inger is the biggest gronk of all time. Discuss. And we'll preview all of the action for round 19 of NRL season 2011. All that and more this, this week, week in League. league. Welcome to episode 56 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. <laughs> That's very chipper of you, Glenn. No, I'm a very chipper person, Nathan. <laughs> you sound very chipper before I pressed, <laughs> pressed record just now. <laughs> you weren't very chipper when I opened the door tonight either. No, no, you're right. Bit in the dumps, mate. Give myself a uh, bit of an injection of happy. Good, yeah, no, as, and that injection was basically coming here and seeing me. And so for Despite to, that, to play my role, I'm, I'm very chipper. I'm very proud of the, that I can play my role in stopping you from killing yourself. How how do you do that? I should rename you myself. Give me, every time I speak to you, you give me more reasons to do it. <laughs> I should I should rename myself Beyond Blue or something for, for all the good work I do to keep you <laughs> out of a noose. Now housekeeping, I don't really I, I I don't think we've got too much. I mean, I guess next week we need to speak about. Yes. I will be in Fiji, and we'll have a guest host, yet to be determined. Yes, correct. Yet to be determined. Could be surprised. Got a couple of options. Matthew, it will not be you. Kyle, it's not going to be you either. So don't fucking bother. Right. It has to be someone that can... Worthy of the seat. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but I was going to say it has to be someone who obviously, you know, can make what is quite a, a long journey out into the out into the forest if it was where Matthew, I live. you have to wheel him in on a commode. <laughs> If it was Kyle, you'd have to wheel him in on a commode. <laughs> well, it's like, Kyle's looking at four-hour round trips, so it's just not happening. Oh, um, he'd probably do it. <laughs> he'd probably do it. But, but um, who knows? Could be one that we've had before. Don't know. Oh, quite it'd on, quite it'd honestly. be probably a great holiday and come back and have no second job to come to if one of those fuckheads got behind the mic. <laughs> Was that because the whole show would implode and there'd be no show left? Yep. Um, It'd be that shit. Everyone would turn it off and never listen again. But yeah, I mean, the, the decision was only. I mean, you know, we, we were we're tossing around whether we try and do like a remote, you know, sort of uh, Skype jobby. But uh, you've you've made the call tonight. Yeah, I'm just I'm just not real confident that it's going to happen, and I'd hate to find out that it's not all going to come together when it gets to Tuesday night. So it's best that we make the call now. Okay, so um, so uh, we haven't decided. I have to approach. Various people. If you like the guest host better, which I'm sure most of you will, even if you don't, you'll just say you do, just so it annoys me. Why don't you uh, send us a tweet, put a note on Facebook, something like that, saying how much you like the guest host, how much more you like the guest host. (laughs) Yeah. I'll put you on a list of people uh, that I should hunt down and 
maybe maybe Tack, maybe make a, maybe make a list for Glenn of uh, demands of you know things that he he needs to improve to uh, surpass the quality of the uh, guest host that we have. Yes, because you know, I'd hate. And while I'd, you're at it, why don't you make a list for Nate? Of how awesome I am! He can approve reasons reasons why. Why don't I make a I list? So Nate? <laughs> Fucking, how much time have you got? <laughs> no time. <laughs> Too busy recuperating from the constant carrying you on my back. Now, <laughs> um, do you have anything else? I guess we should, we should um, touch on on the origin. Yes. Now I suppose yeah. So we had a great night at the origin. It was fantastic. Uh, Loved it with uh, the Fagan family. Yes. Of which listener, champions. Of which the listener uh, has changed their name now. We yeah. had to take note of as uh, Annalise. He's had, had to change her identity since going to the footy with us. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I would have too because I mean we were there with an absolute embarrassment sitting dead between us. <laughs> um, <laughs> wasn't between you. It was between... Are you saying Annalise is an embarrassment? No, no. I don't oh mean, my God, Nathan. I don't mean How between, could you possibly say I don't say mean that? between us, as in you and you and I. I mean between the group. There were five of us. The person who was sitting in the dead middle seat. <laughs> that is a pathetic attempt at a save. There was, uh, there was myself and Annalise on the you left of this, of this Gronk. Oh my God. And uh, so there was harsh. Annalise's brother and father on the right-hand side of this Gronk. And so basically... You'd think the worst thing that happened in our bay that night was the, the redhead woman pissing on the seat down the front. Was that in our bay? Look at the vantage point. I, from, did, I never actually got to see it. Oh, I just heard everyone's well, outrage. I'll, I'll show you after we've I'll, I'll show you after the um okay. after we've recorded. But yeah, the vantage point of that chick, she would have to have been in the front row of our bay or the one next to us. Okay. You know, ten or or fifteen seats to, to my left. And there was a woman that got carried out by paramedics. Yeah, and that was like, literally like a row in front of us, like us, five yeah. seats away, yeah. Yeah, she was um literally out cold to the point where uh the the ambulance guys were, were working on her for like fifteen minutes and eventually mm. and she did not even move at all. I mean she you know, she may as well have been dead. That was the amount of response she was giving them. Mm. And to the point where they actually like picked her up like like a board and just carried her off sideways. Uh, so yeah, that was that was interesting. Um, and some will have you believe that I was drunker than that woman. And some people would be right <laughs> in saying that. Um, I've oh, I, I watched. Oh, what was it? Was it game two last year when we went to the pub and watched it after we went to that functional day? So we've been drinking for hours and hours. <laughs> yes. I mean, I was pretty drunk that day too. So like, I'm you know I'm probably not gauging it correctly, but. You don't. You didn't seem that drunk then as you did last week. The problem is, it was a measured intake of alcohol over the course of a day. Then, yes, this one was like pump as much alcohol in a very short space of time. I didn't even drink at the game. I did not have another drink after we left. The no, neither did I. Jeez, I had some. You didn't need another there. drink. Oh. <laughs> you did not need another drink. It's fantastic. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, yeah, we met loads of great people at the Caxton at the start. Yes, it's a great night. Certainly, we certainly, do a lot not more as, of. certainly not as feral as as you'd be led to believe at uh, at the Caxton uh, prior to an Origin game. People other than me, just in general. I yeah. think I picked picked a fight with a blind guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> threatened to punch him in the face. And uh, and and Sam's friend, whose name escapes me, he got liver punched, and he was wearing a Blues jersey. Oh, he did too. Yeah. Um, but then, then I, I, position- I don't know what's worse, being liver punched or being called <laughs> Sam's friend. <laughs> Harsh. And uh, but then again, I mean, I, I, I turned around with my back against the wall and faced the crowd and said, "Come on, you Queensland Gronk sees. Yeah, come at me." No and, one did. and so I did. You were the only one that did. <laughs> <laughs> and you were so drunk, it was, it was like playing with a kitten. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> 
So yeah, I tested the Caxton theory. Uh, yeah, not as hard as they make themselves believe. Uh, it's easy enough to pick on Mario. I mean, cause on the Falcon when he rocks up there with a the camera in front of him. But uh, yeah, they're uh, they're pussy cats in the end. And uh, I'll be there next year if you want to try and prove me wrong. <laughs> okay. Cats. <laughs> Um, <laughs> anything else you want to cover on the on the the game itself? Um, just oh, happened. It we're like great we're... performance, great way to send out a champion in Darren Lockyer. I think there's a lot of people saying Origin's dead and all this bullshit. I think that series, that game. I think it was. Sorry. I think it. I think it almost was, but I think this series has actually reversed this that somewhat. It's been great. I mean. Certainly no shame in losing this series for New South Wales. They um, put some things in place and put some performances together that their fans could uh, cling to for an, for another year or so, but um, ultimately it will amount to nothing, but at least they've got some hope. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, I don't want this show to go on for fucking four hours, so uh, let's hit the news. First story, Tim Sheens explains himself to the hordes of waiting West Tigers fans, because the rest of us don't really care. Under siege, Tim Sheens climbed out of bed on Saturday morning to prepare himself for another weekend of rumour and innuendo about his crumbling premiership campaign at the West Tigers. So poetic. Three losses on end, an apparent falling out with Benji Marshall, a blue with a journalist after the Parramatta loss, and the alleged player turmoil over the departure of several stars to other clubs. Now, he's basically decided to break his silence and reveal why so many stars have been released. He's declared that the Tigers will still make the top eight, and he also said that his struggling stars were still having a dig. No, Benji, you only got 10 points in Supercoach. You didn't do jack shit. May as well go down, go down, go down to the office of births, deaths, and marriages and get a deed poll. Change your fucking name to Matt Orford, you gronk. Now, Farrah hasn't done Take much either. Take that fucking back. I will not until he... Take pre- it back. I will not until he gets 60-plus points in Supercoach this week. You are a joke week. of a man. I've got so, many, so, I've got so few trades left, I can't get rid of him, so he needs to start performing. Coach team. You just call the best player in the world a gronk and competitive Matt Orford. You're a joke. He is not the best player in the world, as his performances <coughs> this year have proven repeatedly, time after time after time. Um, okay, Cindy Lauper. His best Let's performance along, in the last we? month was the one when he was out with a knee injury when they played <laughs> the bye. <laughs> now you just need a tool. Okay, so he says, uh, rather than blaming the upcoming signing of Storm Powerhouse. What? <laughs> who, writes typo. Sh- who writes the shit? He <laughs> says, rather than blaming the upcoming signing of Storm Invisibility Cloak, Adam Blair, for the release of Bryce Gibbs, Andrew Fafita, and Tim Moulton, it was more the Tigers' needs to keep the nucleus of the sensational <clears> talent from their Toyota Cup squad that put pressure on the salary cap. Ask any of the player managers how good our crop of kids are. That's part of the issue. We have a very, very good group of kids and we've got every club in the game chasing them. (coughs) Not manly. We've had to upgrade players within the squad like Lawrence Ashford, Simon Dwyer and the Toyota Cup kids. Young Aaron Woods had to be re-signed. Yes, he did. Apparently. I'm sure you've got a theory about that based on Friday night. The Australian schoolboy prop, Matt Grote, who's in our 20s. He's an outstanding kid. Who looks like Quasimodo, I might add. (laughs) And the name just doesn't. It's just, it's it's really <laughs> evocative name. Grote. Deep Grote. <laughs> Some of these people can go from five grand to one hundred and fifty grand straight away, or we'd lose them to other clubs who've made massive offers, knowing how good they are. These things are inevitable. It happens at every club, but they're talking about us because we haven't been winning. Well, guess what? 
It does happen at every club. This is a fact. He's correct in saying that. However, I don't think it's just because they're not winning that it's, hap- that it's happening. The players are releasing. I can understand Bryce. I mean, you know, like he's a good, like he's a club man, but he's not a, you know, amazing you know, nah. talent. Fafita, on the other hand, he's one of those young kids who had signed and up and <laughs> signed an upgraded contract and has proven his value on the field in first grade rugby league. Probably been our most con- consistent performer all season, I feel. Yeah, but let's release him. Other than Ashford, probably. But. Yeah, and let, let's let's release him. Um, and um, still rumours surround other other players. That, I mean, there's still the, the talk that, you know, uh, Bo Ryan and, he- and Heino have been offered as a package deal to the Panthers. Why do they um, get offered up as a package deal? I don't know. Do, do they they did any... one bloody footy show sketch together, all of a sudden they joined at the hip. Do they have any, any sort of relationship? It's like, you know, do they live together or, you know, no, blah, blah, blah? I'm I mean, sure they're mates, but because that, that's you, you do have that relationship with Maltzen and, and <coughs> Benji, you know, being best mates, and so now apparently Benji's got the shits because Maltzen's going to St George and uh, he's had a falling out with Tim Sheens over it. Surely uh, he wouldn't be that unprofessional, Benji. I you wouldn't would, think I don't so. Buy into that? You wouldn't think so. I mean, it'd be like if he if he went to McDonald's and started shit with someone because they said Darren Lockyer was better than him. <laughs> Fucking, you're just ambushing <laughs> me with your bullshit this week. It's fantastic. Oh, it's just it's just too easy. Um, so. That is apparently the reason why all the players are gone, and I guess we'll wait and see how many other players get get released. Because I mean, there's still rumours. No one's going to know until we see the the top twenty five players for two thousand and twelve. Yep, yep. That's no one's going to know shit until then. But until we see that, it's just going to be more of the same. They're either going to have to, and Robbie said as much in the press conference after the para game, which we'll get to, but. He said, you know, at the end of the day, they've got to be professional enough to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Players come, players go, but, you know, yes, they're a tight-knit group, but if you, seriously, if they're not that professional that yeah. they can't see that it's a business and, you know, look, the, these players, when they are coming up, you know, Benji's no exception, when, when they are coming up and they are making a name for themselves and they become a star, yeah. then they're happy to play the business card so to speak, to take extra cash. Yep. yep. But there's a flip side of that, and there's a reason why clubs can pay that sort of money to, to certain players, and it has to spread out across the whole salary cap. And um, Stephen Humphreys is rumoured to have said that um, said to Benji that they can't just build a team around his mates. Yeah, and yeah. I thought, that's that's a ballsy move. To say, say that, to but... To club s- star player. To say that to him, though... <clears throat> You wouldn't say that unprompted. He would have had that. That, that makes me believe he has had a, he had something yeah. to say about the subject. Yeah. And then that's it. That's been their reply to him because you would not go up to Benji Marshall and say that for no reason because no, it's no, like no. just poking the bear for no reason. Yeah, you know, yeah. like no way. But at the end of the day, that's fact. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You know, Tim Moulton is a good player and he's he puts some performances together uh, as with combination with Benji before his knee injury that made people think that he was the future of the halfback position for the Tigers. But mm-hmm. um, this season, Louis obviously had to jump on him based on what he did last season. And this year, he's he's had, you know, some moments, but he's been in and out of the side. He obviously doesn't fit the mix yep. uh, as far as Sheens is concerned. He's not really sure whether he wants to play him in the centres, at fullback, off the bench, at halfback, 5'8", whatever. And unfortunately, the cl- club's going to have to make some tough calls. At the end of the day, I hope that these calls are the right ones and that these boys can start putting something together and send the, send their mates out winners or get pissed off. But 
be pissed off off the field and yeah. put together a professional first grade level performance on the field. Mm-hmm. That's what the fans want, and you know they whether they like it or not. Those seventeen players that get named in the squad every week are out there representing the people that pay their wages, and indirectly, it's people like me and you that, mm-hmm. um, you know, certainly people like me that buy Definitely the clubs merchandise, like um, subscribe to memberships, go to games, um, watch TV, subscribe to Fox Hill, all the rest of it mm-hmm. to watch your team, and because your mate is being shipped off to another club as a business decision, you know, put it together. Exactly. Just, I'm just over watching them play like this. Um, and it's easy to, for Sheenzy to say that it's not having an effect and, you know, they're out of form and all the rest of it. And I hope he's right. And I hope they prove that he is right and that all the doubters and all the doomsayers are wrong. But, you know, that journalist in that press conference was right. And he said on more than one occasion to Sheenzy that it's not him personally saying and it's the conclusion that people are going to be drawing based on the rumours and innuendo that are swirling about and, and, and tandem Unanswered. with the performances yeah. on the field. Yep. I'm a, one of their biggest fans and I've drawn that conclusion. Yeah. So, exactly. got to say, <laughs> I, you know, Sheens has done a lot for the club, but in that case, I agree with the journo. Yep. I've drawn that conclusion, so... One of the, one of the <coughs> few Tigers fans that probably have, I think. Oh, I think there's a fair few of us. Yeah, Just, well, I mean, I saw... I think I, there's a lot of people bemused as to what is going on and I think it's time for... Humphreys to, you know, draft a letter to members yeah. and just say, this is the plan we've got going forward. Yeah. Um, stick with us. This is what we've deemed to be in the best interest of the club and the team and future success. But there's just nothing. And, and getting getting quite gruff and aggro in a press conference wasn't the best look for Sheenzy. I can understand his frustration. But why wouldn't people be asking questions? Yeah, in a you way, know, we had massive pres- expectations coming into this season. We've had our share of injuries, yes, but surely, it, you know, if it's one thing Tigers can do, it's an it's attack. Mm-hmm. Three tries in three weeks is not attack. That yeah, it's not particularly great in attack. So yeah. something's up. They need to fix it, and they need to start catering to their customers. They want to treat things like a business decision. Well, cater to your customers. Yeah. and tell them what the hell is going on because we're pouring our money into the club. Um, you know, I'm planning another trip to Sydney and, you know, that's a $1,000 weekend for yeah. one individual. I'm sure I'm not alone. Um, you know, let's tell us what's going on. Mm-hmm. Next story, Mal Meninga throws his toys out of the cot. Now, everyone's... Because heard, he won. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because he won. He's a, he's a good winner, that one. Um, now, I'm not going to... Re- uh, read this whole story uh, verbatim. Uh, I will pick out selected highlights of what he wrote in the Courier Mail uh, <laughs> through the week. Um, but if you want to follow along at home, it's very easy to find this story. Just point your browser to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Gronkfest. That's right. That'll take you straight to Mal Meninga's article. <laughs> and um, <laughs> what, what what better URL could it be? Um, now... Uh, what he what he's done he's he's written an epic spray in the Korean Mail. Well, he hasn't written. I mean, it was ghost written by Mick Westlake, who is uh, someone that I knew before he was at the Korean Mail, and yeah, um, he's carried on in much the same manner, uh, writing for Korean. One of the worst biased writers, you know, just shockingly biased. I mean, the Korean Mail is a publication that really does cater to its audience, being generally speaking 
Broncos and Queensland fans. Fuck off. It's a sister publication to the Daily Telegraph. Which caters to its New South Wales audience. <laughs> However, because of the, the you know proliferation of, of clubs in Sydney, it doesn't you know cater directly to the supporters of one club like the Courier Mail does to the Broncos. I mean, you've got to acknowledge, I mean, it's a massive Broncos and Queensland bias to that paper. And printing articles like this Malmeninger article... <laughs> makes it case, hard for me to argue. Case, <laughs> there's the argument right there. Um, and some of the selected highlights that he said... Um, is uh, what the what the Maroons achieved on Wednesday night was about more than a six straight series win or a fitting farewell for our champion and our captain Darren Lockyer. It was a victory against the very rats and filth that tried to poison a monumental team with lies, personal attacks, arrogance, and disrespect. Rather than be a cause for celebration, the Queensland team this year found itself the victim of a smear campaign so malicious and orchestrated it tainted the entire code of rugby league. <laughs> And then it came from an enemy within the game itself, the faceless men of influence. <laughs> um, and he goes on to say, literally, regardless, the power brokers in New South Wales set about trying to destroy the system, the very same system they themselves copied for their own benefit. Um, and he's saying that, you know, oh, just because the television ratings were record highs and the games were all so- so- sold out, they wanted to destroy Origin. <laughs> Um, now you've got some thoughts about this article because he, um, uh, your your criticisms are specifically around the way that the article was bookended with a big spiel about how you know Queensland dealt with the floods in the opening paragraphs, and then he also finished by saying you know almost equating himself to the guy who was in charge of the flood cleanup and um, yeah, uh, my, like... <laughs> I want to start by saying I'm not going to tell the guy what to be offended by or not be offended offended by, but. When, when you've just won six series in a row, exactly, doesn't that answer your critics without a double-page yep. spread sprouting about rats and filth in the game? And yeah, and the game thing is, uh, that we love doesn't have enough people taking pot shots at it from AFL Union, um, English Super League, all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Why would we need to go and perform like a bunch of hamsters and just eat after, each other's after, young? After, <laughs> after the fact, too, like after it's all said and done. Yeah. Like, I mean, the the classier take on things would have just been to deal with it behind closed doors. If you were that annoyed, that outraged yeah. by things that had been done, then take it up with the people themselves. Yeah, a double page spread in a publication where and. At the end of the day, I'm a passionate Queensland supporter and call me state trader, call me whatever the fuck you want. State trader. <laughs> See? It's like it's on cue. But don't, 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 I disagree entirely with the bulk of the context of the article. I'm not going to, I don't begrudge him being pissed off at people or whatever. I get pissed off at people all the time. But I generally take a measured sort of approach. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to actually give someone a spray, I give it to their face. Yep. And I, I do it in a way that, doesn't make me sound like a complete gronk, I think. <laughs> At least people have to respect the fact that I actually went to someone's face and told them yep. how I felt about them. Yep. Um, but also, the thing I actually took offence to is the whole context of the of well, basically comparing anything as far as state hatred or whatever to, to the Queensland floods. And as anyone that listens to this show knows, I was directly affected by that uh, with my work. And... We had people ringing from New South Wales and 
Victoria and Western Australia and God knows where, all over the world for that matter, offering their help and offering their assistance. Mm -hmm. And we certainly didn't bunker down and go, no, we're Queenslanders, we're going to deal with this and then we'll only accept help from Queenslanders. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There was no New South Welsh people going, oh, you Queenslanders, deal with your own shit. (laughs) Go fuck yourselves. Yeah. (laughs) So let's not forget that as much as we love it and as much as we are passionate about it and we, you know... We put our heart and souls into supporting our teams every week, and, and certainly our state, um, our state state teams three times a year. Let's not forget that it's footy, yeah. <laughs> and let's not compare footy to one of the most tragic events of our history. Do you think you know the footage of that family sitting on the roof of their car and the dad never was never to be found again? Yeah. I think they give a fuck about being compared to Queensland and New South Wales in footy. Yeah, you know exactly. Where, where's their dad gone? Yeah. You know, like, let's fucking get a grasp on reality, Mal. Mm-hmm. You know? And the fact of the matter is... pissed off as you want, but fucking don't bring that into but it. But the thing is, people said shit. I mean, and, and it's just like, it's the same as any prize fight or anything like that. I mean, it's sold tickets massively. True. Three, three sellouts. Um, the highest ratings, I, I would assume, in uh, certainly higher than last uh, series. So it it's, did the job. It's almost like someone, after St. George won the comp last year, someone fucking that was still involved with the club from the early 90s, coming out and having a pot shot at Alan Langer for saying St. George can't play. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a long bow, but fucking hell, get over it, mate. And I mean, and and the fact and the fact is, I've got a couple of points here about it. I think Paul Gallen probably could have handled himself better too. Oh, but maybe, but I then think again, he got booed by 50,000 people as well, which I, I yeah, didn't probably well, necessarily The 25,000 people that stuck around to say goodbye to Lockyer, pretty much all of them were booing. Uh, which yeah, is which, which is, is probably not the classiest look. Well, it's it's probably the least classiest look, in fact. Well, it was at the time, and then Mal came out on the following weekend and uh, <laughs> and went one step lower. Um, but just the point, I had three points on it. One, Mal's coaching credentials—they're there for everyone to see. Done nothing at NRL level, and he's just oh. fortunate that he's provi- presiding over a once-in-a-generation team that's think- practically the test side, a side that still manages to succeed fairly well at international level despite having Tim Sheens at the helm. Mal, <laughs> no. Mal is Mal is a. Stop! I will punch you in the face. Now, Mal is a passenger, no, and he should. Th- and the he part sh- where I said stop, and he stop. should, and he should thank his God. <laughs> he should thank his God every single day for having the good fortune to find himself in the position that he finds himself in. Point two, <laughs> and this is, and you will agree with this. There is no way in the world that there is somehow some conspiracy between the NRL and New South Wales Rugby League to somehow cheat Queensland out of victory by some means. That is ridiculous. I don't believe that that is the case. Exactly. Three, Dave Taylor was not sentenced because he's a Queenslander. He was suspended because he has a history of making dangerous tackles and the points on his record to prove it. Yes. The bullshit charge was the charge with Thurston and it was dismissed by a panel consisting of who? All New South Wales guys. (laughs) So fuck yourself, Mel, you moron. Now, can I just go back to your earlier comment slagging off Tim Sheens? <laughs> yeah, yeah, by all means, defend Tim Sheens. If you, I, was, I was getting ready to fire up if you're going to defend Mal, but I mean, if you're going to defend Tim Sheens, then that's your prerogative. He's your club coach. Look, Go for it. Mal doesn't exactly hasn't exactly covered himself in glory at NRL level, but I resent the fact that he's been called a puppet coach and there's other people behind the scenes. At the end of the day, he's got a pretty fucking impressive playing roster, and he does. He I, does. I feel that he has motivated him um, to perform at, at a very high level. But holy shit, they're talented. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't think they need people behind the scenes telling them what to do. However, really, did, that team can coach itself. 
Cameron Smith did come out today, uh, was it today or yesterday, um, where he was talking about what was behind Mal's rant and all that sort of thing. And um, it was very funny that uh, that Cameron Smith himself did con- did confirm much of what was said when he said that uh, Michael <laughs> Hagen and Neil Henry have done most of the game plans for the past six years. <laughs> they lead the halftime speeches. Mal steps in, but it's more motivation than strategy. <laughs> and so Cameron Smith's come out and basically thrown Mal under the bus, and and without saying it, he's kind of confirmed, he's kind of confirmed everything they're saying in the first place, uh, which I thought was an amazing uh, and very interesting <laughs> turn of events. Well, if you if you compare it to the Tigers, I think there was some pretty you know with Roycey and and also Peter General, uh, Steve Folks as well. Now they're pretty. Pretty hands-on assistant coaches as well, mm-hmm. and I think Mal is a bit of a, a motivator, given that fact that he's been there and done that at that level, and certainly for Australia and achieved everything in the game. So why wouldn't he be a motivator? And those other guys are, are top-level coaches in their own right, so no reason why they wouldn't be contributing fairly heavily to what the team's doing as well. I don't really have a major issue with that. Yeah, but it is quite funny I mean, when, when the the uh, the. I would I imagine guess the that's not an interview that went precisely how Cameron Smith intended it. No, um, and yeah, I guess people can be uh, kind of uh, led in areas where they initially didn't intend to be led. Um, the next story, Matt Rogers, real quick one. Dual international Matt Rogers NRL comeback for the Gold Coast Titans has been short lived, very short lived. In fact, we came out with the news; it was literally breaking as we were recording last week. Towards the end of the time, I think we were recording the show last it's almost week. Almost as short-lived as Michael Devere's comeback and uh, Mal Meninga's political career. <laughs> Although Matt Rogers did last longer than twenty-seven seconds, he lasted eighty minutes. Uh, now Rogers chalked up his two hundredth NRL game on Friday night in Auckland, where he played sixty minutes. Sorry, sixty minutes off the bench in the Titans' twenty-two-six loss to the Warriors. He will not add to his tally against the Broncos at Suncorp Stadium on Friday night, and is resigned to not playing again this year. He got the injury soon after he took the field. Um, he's, quote, I knew I had a broken bone as soon as I did it, but I got an injection and didn't feel it for the rest of the game. I'm probably going to have surgery on Monday. He was on crutches when he attended a private function at a Gold Coast hotel on Saturday night. And the manager, the football manager of the Titans, Scott Clark, said that Matt is pretty certain there is a break. He'll probably need to have a plate put in. It looks like he's played the first and last game of his comeback. So It's a shame. It is a shame. He, he got his 200th. He come back and help his team. He got his 200th game up, though. Yeah, it's a nice moment. But, and uh, yeah, um, when you go from retirement and you've been doing a whole heap of surfing, surfing and pro- <laughs> promo events and selling a bit of Amway, pyramid schemes. <laughs> now you got to do it on crutches. It makes you wonder why the uh, why the comeback happened in the first place. But well, I think the pa- I mean, I, I don't think the comeback was essential. But I think if had he not you know suffered this injury, I mean, absolutely would have been useful. Very useful. I think he um, showed some moments in the game that he that he was useful. Yeah, and I don't think he lost. I mean, but I mean, just he not, still looks fit. Yeah, not just his play though, but just like being around the you know the, the younger players and mm. obviously when he did play, you know, they were quite successful. Sure. In his last couple of seasons, so um, I think you know he would have brought a lot in by way of his experience um, to those younger guys, and there's probably no reason why he can't really bring that to the team um, from the sideline anyway. I mean, he can, you know, be there mentoring some of the younger players, if, you know, if he still wants to be involved in footy, which he's probably given an indication that he has by the fact that he made a comeback. Yeah, so yeah. I don't think it's all dead in the water 
as far as uh, Matt Rogers' contribution to the Titans is just not going to happen on the paddock. Yeah, although, I mean, I imagine that if he could have contributed positively off the paddock, then he wouldn't have come back in the first place either. Well, was he involved? I thought he made I don't a pretty... Know. You'd think they would do it in steps, though, wouldn't you? I mean, like, you know, they'd get him in a consulting kind of role. Oh, we so, said yeah, last week it was, a, it was a pretty desperate move from a desperate club, and unfortunately it's backfired on him, but they can make the best of a bad situation and and um, draw on Matt Rogers' experience in other ways. Sure thing. It's uh, just interesting that now, that, uh, obviously we know at the time's at the bottom of the NRL ladder, that uh, they have the worst attacking record and they have the second worst defence. Who's the worst defence? Canberra. Of course it is. <laughs> of course it's, it always is. Um, but yeah, uh, they're looking to get Greg Bird back though, who uh, obviously he didn't play against the Warriors. No. So due to uh, wonky knees after the origin. I don't think he's going to be playing 5-8 though, or maybe they'll chuck him in there, but certainly not his best position. It's a bit of a band-aid fix for the for Titans, unfortunately. Well, uh, Capewell's back in the side this week. <laughs> Um, I'm not oh, that even, wasn't a joke. I'm not even saying that as a joke. It was, if it was, it was Choppy on Twitter who actually announced it. Wow. Uh, so we'll see where he plays. I mean, whether they're going to play him at the back or you know, in five eighth. But apparently he's been carving it up in Queensland Cup. But well, uh, I imagine he would. Obviously, he's a big. He's jump. a high quality Queensland Cup player. Recaps for, what was it, round 18 of the NRL season 2011. Kicked off Friday Night Football, first game, New Zealand Warriors 22. Defeated the aforementioned Gold Coast Titans 6. Warriors opened the scoring in just the ninth minute of the game. Sean Berrigan latched onto a Maloney grubber. Maloney added the extras and it was 6-0. Warriors scored again in the 19th minute through Tupu. And they were looking pretty good at that point. But the Titans tried to force their way back into the contest with a try to William Zillman in the 28th minute. Prince slotted through the grubber to set him up. He also added the extras and gave us what would go on to be the halftime scoreline of 10 points to 6. Titans began the second half well but were unable to convert it into points and the Warriors extended their lead via tries in the 49th and 59th minutes to pretty much kill the game as a contest with their 22-6 lead. Despite having some good field position and attacking opportunities in the final 20 minutes of play, Titans were unable to add to their total and obviously we just mentioned they had the worst attack in the comp and that's why. Final score, Warriors 22, Titans 6. We've already spoken about the Matt Rogers thing not working out. I think Cardi's gone into damage control and he went in, obviously, the selection of Rogers and getting him back from retirement is part of that. But the NRL's caught and passed the Gold Coast Titans and hence John Cartwright's gone into damage control in the hope of trying to pull out some wins towards the back end of the season. But the way they're playing, my God. Yeah. There's some non-factors on big bucks in that team, and there's guys that are trying their guts out. But there's Bodine Thompson, who I think is an amazing talent, yeah. and physically is is an imposing guy. Has all the skills. Made a massive tackle on Felitti Matteo, one of the hits of the year. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he wasn't really cited <laughs> um, <laughs> before or after that. And it's guys like him, young guys <clears throat> that are just bigger and stronger and probably faster than a lot of other guys on the field that need to take grain by the scruff of the neck and say, you know, it's time we turn shit around. Yep. yep. Um, they're just not doing it. And no. 
they're not putting it together. It's, it's pretty disappointing um, to see. Although I picked them to have a bit of a slide, but you know the, these guys that joined the Titans and have had a few seasons there. Last season, you would you know would have filled them with a lot of hope for this year, and you know, the fact that they could kick on with it. And there's guys that are getting towards the tail end of their careers and want to finish with a on a bit of a high and maybe win yeah. a premiership. Not happening. I thought this year might have been the year, but maybe in the Super League. Fucking hell, they're a long way off. <laughs> they might win one in the Super League. Kevin Kevin Locke, his move, <laughs> they he got a perfect outball and put a move on to throw the pass for Manu Vadovo's try. Mm-hmm. Just all in one movement, he was there and then he was gone, and the ball was in on Manu's chest before anyone knew what the hell was happening. Yep. He's a freaking talent, that guy, eh? I just don't know if his best position's fullback or, or the wing. Well, the yeah, the, you got the fish. I mean, whether you know, the fish kicks on, I mean, I imagine he'll be the fullback. Um, how high he's going he's now, gone, isn't he? Yeah. Definitely, yeah. So um, I guess it's going to be between him and the fish. And I mean, I wonder if he stand, thinks of himself as a fullback or if he prefers to be on the wing. I guess the fullback, you know, you see more of the ball. Yeah. And um, How exciting the Warriors going to be next season with Sean Johnson at fullback. Sorry, at halfback full time, and then obviously Fisiahi, and then Kevin Locke, mm-hmm. um, then Mateo as well with his ball play. Kicking on if you yeah. Fatavai on the wing. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have an impressive yeah. side. Probably say that every year too, and they you know they, oh, they, they, they the level seem to of be, talent with those guys. Yeah, they seem to they seem to play like you know lessen the sum of their parts. Unfortunately, yeah, um, you know they have they have had some good seasons. I've got but, a big rap on Sean Johnson though. I like him as a player. He's going to be a new man crush? No. Nah. No, nah, it doesn't do do it for me man crush-wise, but as, as a footballer, <laughs> okay. I like him. I was just, I was just clarifying because there's two types of players that you like. There's right. Like, like player players and then man crush players. Because <laughs> <laughs> let's face it, Sonny Bill and Rennie both hadn't played in the NRL for years <laughs> until just recently when Rennie made his return. Um, then he looked resplendent <laughs> in doing so. Yes, yes, I imagine. Okay. Unless Sean Johnson does Dan Mortimer, I think he's going to have a massive year next year. Over to Twitter, at BackwardsSit, as usual, our New Zealand correspondent, <laughs> if that. Game report, Warriors were awesome, and the tits and ass fair sucked the sav, and Matt Rogers has the head of a turtle. Okay, <laughs> I guess. Random. He's been on the carver again. 102, Megan. Another milestone game for a Titans player, and once again, another loss. You've got a habit of it. And she's had a hashtag in there, Roosters for 15th. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, if that's the best you're hoping for this season, mate, you're gone. High hopes. High hopes for the Roosters. Yeah, is there anything else? I mean, admittedly, most of the most of the comments we got from Friday night were concerning the Tigers. Um, and that looks pretty much to be the way that it remained. So let's move on to that game and uh, get it over it's with. It's not. Why don't we skip it? Uh, no. Friday night football, game number two. Parramatta Eels, 22, defeated the West Tigers, 6. It was a great start to the Eels. How many points did the Tigers score again? 6. That's right. Because they are point-scoring attacking machines, apparently. One of the best attacking sides in the competition, Nathan. So they say. Great start for the Eels and a great start to their new 5'8", Jared Hayne. Despite putting on a great display of bullet passes to the wingers, much like he did in the Manly game, there was only one try in the first half, and that was scored in a tenth minute of play. Jordan Atkins, a try scorer, new fullback Luke Bird added the extras, and it was six points to nil. Tigers like came. Someone had let off a fucking hand grenade in the middle of about ten Tigers players, <laughs> and then through the mist runs Jordan fucking Atkins, looking like Eric Growth crossed with Ken Irvine. <laughs> fucking hell. 
the Tigers came close to scoring following a Benji Marshall banana kick from McKinnon that hit the post, so it wasn't to be. Went back to the break with the Eels leading, six points to nil. Based on other things Wade McKinnon did, yeah, pretty sure he would have dropped it. <laughs> the Tigers had possibly their best scoring chance of the match in the 45th minute after a loose ball from the Eels found its way to Benji Marshall, who proceeded to sprint the length of the field to score the try. Right as he was about to touch down in the corner, the unlikely cover defence of Ben Smith wrapped him up, took him over the touchline and saved the day for the Eels. Seven minutes later, Luke Burt... Lightning fast at Ben Smith, didn't he? Apparently. <laughs> he must have been to catch Benji. Benji's never been caught from like a intercept-ish situation like that. Part of that uh, <laughs> post-match so press conference, <laughs> Sheensy didn't like the fact that uh, the, the uh, journo insinuated that Benji was not 100%. Yeah, he just had the shit, so I mean, yeah. Sheensy was like, sh- why, because he got run down? So, I'm like, uh, yeah, actually. Yeah, that's, that's actually exactly <laughs> Because he got right. run down by Ben fucking Smith. Exactly. That's actually his middle name, it's on his birth certificate. Seven minutes later, Luke Burt added a Jamie Soward special to extend the lead to eight points, and just two minutes later, Glenn's man crush number two, Randy Matua, scored a try to push the Eels out to a commanding 14-0 lead. 61st minute. You didn't actually mention how he came to score that try. (laughs) Would you like to go into more detail? (laughs) What was his ass doing when he scored that try, Glenn? (laughs) (laughs) It was waiting for someone to strike a match on it. (laughs) Off a Wade McKinnon error. Yeah, well, the Eels ended up with the ball where oh. Burt stripped stripped the ball. Yeah, yeah. From Wade McKinnon. Yeah, one on one. Luke Burt. Yeah, sixty five kilos, ring and wet. Yeah, yeah. Stripped the ball like a man mountain <laughs> out of Wade McKinnon. <laughs> His vice like grip on the ball. And next thing, I, remember, I just remember you. Rennie Matua from dummy half has run through Wade McKinnon and who else? Bo Ryan. <laughs> To score the try. Yeah, yeah. Oh. They, those guys do know how to let tries in. But you know I mean, how I was telling you before we went to air about those random outbursts where I started punching the lounge and throwing shit across yeah, the lounge yeah. room late at night in my and That was one of them, was alone it? Alone in my house. Well, that would have been several of them. I was two or three in a row. You probably would have put three rounds into the couch at that point. Fuck, Jesus. Um, now, where were we? Uh, Randy Matua, 61st minute again with the Eels. Scored a try, Ryan Morgan off a Luke Burt kick. Sideline conversion was nailed and the score had blown out to 20 points to nil. Tigers finally got on the board through a long-range try to Robert Louis, but the final word would be provided by Luke Burt adding another Jamie Soward special penalty goal, giving us our final scoreline of 22 points to six. Three tries in three games is just simply not good enough for Can the you tell me a point where the Tigers have scored less points in three games? I couldn't think of one. They created... Plenty of opportunities. We saw McKinnon go through twice mm-hmm. and refuse to pass the ball to Bo Ryan, which he yep. could be excused for. I could, yeah, I mean, I can understand that, but I mean, it was pretty rich coming from Wade, Wade McKinnon too. But I mean, <laughs> if I'm, if I'm Bo and I'm looming up, I'd be like, hey, pot, <laughs> yeah. this is the kettle, you're black. <laughs> uh, we already mentioned the Benji one. Uh, there was, Louis obviously scored off his, op- Louis went through as well. Um couldn't capitalise. Yeah, I think got he... one, got one, dropped one. I think didn't he? Yeah, and then there was a couple of opportunities where Chris Lawrence created space for Mitch Ball. Had the Mitch Ball, Mitch Brown had the ball gone to hand, uh, and twice, two or three times, it went over the sideline. Yeah. So there was certainly enough opportunities there. If the passes were a little bit crisper, or if things were a little bit more on song for the Tigers at the moment, that you would have backed them to score plenty of points and, and probably would have run away with a win, but. For one reason or another, they just couldn't put the ball to hand, and the Eels 
I'm not sure that they were that fantastic. No, you know, I don't think so. The Atkins try was... They were great in the first 20 minutes, kind of. Like, Jared Ayn was really good in the first 20 minutes, yeah. so, but he kind of died down as the match went His on. His involvement sort of dwindled as the game yeah. went on. The Tigers' second half was just abysmal. Fifty yep. per, Less than, you know, well, 50% completions. Just, you couldn't beat a team of under-8s with that sort of completion And it wasn't rate. like they were trying a ton of stuff that wasn't going to come off either. I mean, there was a lot of elementary stuff in there. No, there's a few drop balls and push passes, and I don't like to single people out. They're all like my kids, but Aaron Woods. <laughs> fuck me. You know, we say, we say what you want about injury for feeder. Yeah. But um, if it was down to me and I had to make a choice who to cut loose from the club at this point of their careers and based on what they've contributed to the side so far... It's Woods that's going. It wouldn't be Fafita, I can tell you that. Well, I mean, I think the club actually... I'm not going to say who it would be, but if it was between Fafita and Woods, it wouldn't be Fafita. Fafita was the first one to get an upgraded contract, so the club obviously thought that at some stage as well. Uh, I just... Their their defence was there, their effort was good in defence, but uh, for, for the most part, there was, you know, a lapse from dummy half and a lapse where... Plays couldn't seem to get up off the ground for one reason or another, and Jordan Atkins again, yep. Jordan Atkins, yep. really, yep. strolled through, untouched. Other than that, a couple of offloads got us, and there was a little bit of room to move up the middle. But I think their defence was their attitude and application to defence would indicate some of what Sheens is saying is, is has some merit in the fact that if what the media is, is announcing to be fact. You know, you would expect to just pack it, pack it up all together and lose by fifty. So yeah. he does. You know, I don't entirely disagree with that sentiment either. But but it was Parramatta, <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. and, it was, and it was the dogs. Two teams that haven't been exactly setting the world on fire of late. Yeah. So McKinnon, I noticed that uh, he hasn't been named in the side this week, and his clang is becoming Bo Ryan esque. Yes, yeah. he's got it. Got it in his well, game. Well, they're, they're far more consistent than Bo. But Bo does these spectacular ones. He's like just highlight reel for fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> whereas, whereas McKinnon just doesn't. You know, it's just repeated errors. Yeah. So anyone saying Steve Kearney is a genius for moving Jared Hain to five eight might want to wait a few weeks before Correct. making the call. Let's see him <laughs> string some consistent performances together. But let's not forget that this has been done as well. Yep, yep. He did spend a fair bit of time in the six when Daniel Anderson was coaching, and it was an abject failure overall. So let's wait and see how he uh, how he performs, if indeed he's named in that position again for the rest of the season. Okay, so we are uh, we we had a new uh, not a, not a new uh, contributor on Twitter this week, but it's someone who's contributed in such a massive way for the first time. Uh, the name is at uh, Tigerbalm05. Very reminiscent of Sharkman 05. <laughs> and uh, although he hasn't threatened uh, my or your physical well-being like Sharkman, and yeah. he did go right off the rails. He started off saying, his first tweet, I've never been so fucked off at fucking West. No fucking heart, no attack, and Louis a fucking joke. Fuck the whole team. Tell us what you really mean. I just find it interesting with Louis. Oh, sorry. That tweet continues, my mistake. Oh, sorry. Fuck the whole team to the fucking Sharks because they're all shit cunts and Sheen can coach Toyota fucking cunt like the cunt he is. I want my membership fucking back because I care more than the fucks running around the fucking pitch. <laughs> uh, and then I said something like, you know, dude, you're going to have to listen to the show this week because <laughs> this spray, epic spray is going to be featured and he's gone, 
I don't fucking listen when we fucking lose, so I don't give a fuck, and I've missed so many shows this fucking year. Fuck West. <laughs> he is a champion. So well, I think we should just get true. together so and watch only, a game and cuddle. If he only if he only listens to the show when he's up when when the Tigers win, then he's only listened to the show a couple of times this season. <laughs> oh, there he is again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, I try. Well, at this point, I started to try and you know. Send more him. messages to yeah. just to see if I could get him to you know, fully explode. Fuck NRL, I'm switching to women's netball. <laughs> Look on eBay for every home jersey from 84 to women in league. Fuck you, West. <laughs> what a legend. I feel so bad. I think I think we need to cuddle each other and just console and maybe tell some stories about how you know how you talked yourself down off that ledge when the Tigers lost. I know how you feel, brother. <laughs> Know where you're at. Oh, we got uh, Dim Sim 19 said that Sheens should give Louis a shot of whiskey, a handgun with a single bullet, and tell him to do the honourable thing. <laughs> Tiger. There under- were some a- absolute nightmarish misses in defence yeah. from Louis. Yeah. And yeah. it was even the commentators pointed out that the Eels were refusing to go to the right hand side of the field because they were just running four tackles out of every six. Straight at Robert him. Louis. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and let's face it, Robert Louis makes Darren Lockyer look like Mark Carroll. <laughs> I mean, just <laughs> just incredible. Uh, we've got Tiger underscore Benji. I've narrowed it to five things that killed the Tigers tonight. Ball control, cohesion, rotten luck, shit calls, and ball control. Well, I, I don't think luck and shit calls had that much to do with it, really. I mean, it was very much within their control. I guess that's because ball control's there twice, but yeah. <laughs> uh, Paraman, we'll give a Parramatta fan a, a voice to be heard. Uh Hain to 5'8", Burt to fullback equals attacking options and spark. Long development to go, but 5'8 is Hain's spot and must be left there. I bet they weren't saying that in early 2009 or 2008, whenever it was, when they had the failed experiment. No. Um, and so the last one for this game, there's a lot of people obviously uh, throwing tweets. Laying the slips yeah, into me. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Well, none of them yeah, none of them specifically been addressed at you. Uh, Helios, Tigers, we all have to do our part to keep Paris scum out of the finals. I'm very disappointed in you. <laughs> Uh, I didn't mind that one. Um, okay, let's move along and get past this nightmare for you and on to Saturday. First game, Cronulla Sharks, 26, defeated the Canberra Raiders, 12. It was an error-riddled but fairly even contest in the first half. Sharkies got on the board first with a try to Wade Graham in the sixth minute of play. Conversion was unsuccessful and Canberra were back in the contest seven minutes later through a try to the pariah of the Shire, Blake Ferguson. Following the conversion, the Raiders took a 6-4 lead. That is a ridiculous nickname. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> and, t- and given the treatment that he saw down there as well. <laughs> oh, I thought that was magnificent. Oh, I, I, loved, I loved it. Cause he's also, I think that Sarah Ferguson... Is is the more likable Ferguson out of those two? Yeah, and imagine that. And she's an ugly ranger that sucks people's that has a toe sucked. <laughs> I thought you were going. To, I thought you were just going straight into straight into porn territory there. Mm-hmm. But uh, there you go. Um, twentieth minute of the game, it was the Sharks in again to reclaim the lead through a try to Colin Best and Townsend's Benji of a day with the boot meant the Sharks were only two points ahead. Seven minutes later, the Sharks extended their lead through a try to Bukuya close to the posts and this time Chad banged the conversion over and gave Cronulla a 14-6 lead. <laughs> How about the error that led to Bukuya's try? Yeah. 
Poor old Reese Robinson. Wade McKinnon threw on a jersey again and played for Canberra <laughs> two games in a row, and it cost him. Um, despite the Sharks controlling the game fairly well, it was the Raiders who were next to score. And in the 33rd minute, it was McCrone with the try. Following the conversion, we had what would become our halftime scoreline of 14 points to 12. Second half, much better from the Sharks, especially with Gallon on the field once again doing a fair impersonation of an entire forward pack. In the 59th minute, a converted try to Tautai restored their eight-point lead. Cronulla cemented their win with the try. Think he got the ball down? Yeah. I didn't have a problem with hardly anything in this game. I mean, actually, it wasn't. It's fine. I hate to say it's a Sharks game, but actually, you know, it wasn't too bad to watch either. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, it's a bunch so, of people blowing up about that try, though. Yeah, but I mean, you know, probably more Canberra fans than anyone else. Yeah, probably. That, right. I mean, like I guarantee you, in the post-match tweets, there won't be a single mention of it. I didn't. I didn't think it was that ordinary. Um, where were we? Tautai. Cronulla cemented their win with a try with about 10 minutes to play. Ben Pomeroy was the try scorer. Townsend redeemed himself by nailing a conversion from way out wide and gave us the final scoreline of 26 points to 12. You already mentioned Ferguson's return to the Vortex. Yeah. That was magnificent. They love, they love, it. It. They love him there. They love him. <laughs> <laughs> love him. I think... Uh... There's a petition to erect a statue of Blake Ferguson out the front of Toyota Stadium. Only it'll be a bit more of a um, abstract, <laughs> <laughs> and it'll look somewhat like a pile of dog shit. He's he's not exactly well liked around there, is he? It's, well, every no, time he no, he's a bit, well. Let's face it, he brought it on himself because um, and to see him make a couple of glaring errors as well. Yeah, and. Just hearing Bronx him cop it from around. the fans was yeah. great. I mean, exactly. that's what footy's about. He could have handled himself a whole lot better. And obviously, footy fans have long memories. And that put paid to the fact that, uh, put paid to the rumour that we mentioned last week or the week before, where there was talk of him going back to Cronulla. I don't know that that fan, fan base is ready to have him back. No, no, I, I, I just even the organisation, like the club itself, mm-hmm. how could they ever consider? I mean, a player who who left and didn't just leave quietly for greener pastures or whatever. He left because he's like, this, this place here sucks, and I can't win a premiership here. Yeah. So I'm going somewhere where I'm going to win a premiership. I mean, <laughs> that is just absolute ridiculousness. I mean, if even if you think that, just keep it to yourself, man. I mean, yeah. you can't, you know, leave a job and just, you know. Pull your pants down and chucking a brown eye at him as you walk out the door. <laughs> I think the Sharks are good to watch at the moment. Yeah, Don't I agree. I'm watching them play. Yeah, I agree. I think their forwards are good. Young Townsend, I don't know that the Sharks would have won these games, four games on the trot now, as you mentioned. Don't know that they would have won them with Albert Kelly at half. He's a no, different type no, of player. I, agree. But I think Townsend brings a style of play. Good kicking game um, when he's not kicking goals. He's a solid. Reasonable defender, he's yep. a good organiser, he's got a good pass on him. Um, Albert Kelly can be a flashy kind of guy, but he's got a few errors in his game. Yeah, more than a few in some occasions. Yeah. Depending where they stick him on the field. Yeah, he's got... He's not as good a defender either. a game filled with errors when he plays at fullback, but at halfback, he's, he's much, much better. Yeah. But Townsend, he's putting forward a, he's putting forward a case... If this sort of form continues to the end of the season, he could he could be up there for the revelation of 2011 NRL season. Fucking settle down. Come on now, See, I mean, he's toughest going, position on the field to play. He's going well, but fuck's sake, man. Toughest position on the who's better? Who's better? Name five players that are better. As in rookies? Yeah. Cherry Evans. Dirt. Yeah. Hopper okay. Junior. Jack Reed. Jack Reed. That's three. 
Who else is a rookie? I'm saying he's year? putting a case forward. I didn't say he's a certainty. I said he's putting a case forward. Oh, he put a case forward. I mean, he, he might get in the top 10. Top fucking 10. He's in the top five for sure. He plays for the Sharks at the end of the day. <laughs> and that's the thing. If you're going to judge it on that, I think he's a good player. I think he's bringing a lot to that side. It's also freeing up Wade Graham, and he's played probably his best four games of his career Ever. in the yep, last four absolutely. weeks. Absolutely. Definitely. I mean, like he was a bit of a, a bit of a laughing stock for us uh, when he shifted over to the Sharkies. Yeah. Um, especially the way that Penrith went with him in the side. I mean, I don't think they won with him in the side at the end of the last season. The way the way the Raiders have played in that first forty minutes, they should have been down a lot more at halftime. I thought. Um, yeah. The I Sharks, fair, you know, so. put on a couple of tries, and Raiders didn't really trouble the scorers again in the second half. Did they? They did not. Fuck, lucky I knew what I was talking about. Yeah, tw- uh, um, yeah, twelve. Yeah, it was fourteen, twelve at half time. Damn, Jesus, they made 12. some errors. Yeah, there was a period there in the first half where they just coughed it up on the first tackle. Yeah, a bunch of times and put themselves under all sorts of pressure. You do that against any side, even the Sharkies. They'll put, they'll put points on you. That's right, and when the Sharkies are putting points on you, you know you're making some errors. Although that's, that's probably unfair. Sharks the, are okay. the irony that Tigers have scored three tries in their last three games and the Sharks have gone four weeks in a row scoring 20 points or more. Yeah. They scored minimum Fuck four tries a game in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I mean, they've probably got better attack than the Tigers across the whole season the way they're going at the moment. <laughs> I mean, Tigers haven't I love really... how you lay the slippers in. I mean, Tigers on. haven't really put it on anyone this season, have they? Not yet. Just trying to think. It's Calvert. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be too little, too late. Over scored to two... 49 against Canberra. Oh, that's true. Well, there you go. That's one time. But, I mean, yeah. Sharkies have done that in the last two weeks. Easy. <laughs> last three weeks, they got nearly half. Moving on. <laughs> Jason Jehan, PI, on Twitter, uh, when asked uh, for his tweet about the about how about the Sharkies, he replied, they're definitely a contender for 10th. <laughs> He's a sarcastic prat, mm-hmm. that guy. I mm-hmm. like his sister much better. <laughs> Paraman, 1973. Vortex? What vortex? Sharkies are turning the vortex into a field of dreams and making me dollars too. Good to see the battlers winning. Uh, Unlike Kyle, he's not doing a lot of winning. He's a bit of a battler. Although, as a Paramatus fan, he did a, have a good win over the Tigers. <laughs> this week. Just on Friday night, actually. Bunnyman72. <laughs> Bunnyman72, who's related to a very famous famous shark supporter. Uh, my brother, Sharkman 05. My brother was... I wasn't going to give away his identity, but <laughs> I was just going to let people figure it out. My bro was giving it to me on Facebook last week, and all my Facebook friends were calling him Danny DeVito from Shark's Night of Shame. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's all we've got for that game, so we can move on to the next one, which we've seen to have a few comments from. Saturday, Melbourne Storm. 28, defeated the Canterbury Bulldogs, 18. Storm were on the board first through a try to Jesse Bromwich, who somehow found an extra metre's length on his arm to get the ball over the line as he was struggling with a bunch of Bulldogs defenders. Ben Barber showed his speed in attack, slicing through to score a long-range try to level the scores before the Storm pulled away with tries to Cronk and Sisawaka, giving us a scoreline of 16-6. Doggies came out strong in the second half, and that domination was rewarded with a try to David Stagg following a big run from Sam Cassiano, 16-12. Just as they got back into the match, handling let the doggies down massively, and Melbourne increased their lead via a spectacular McDuffie try. Six minutes later, Storm routed again, Duffy batting the ball back to Cooper Cronk, who notched up his double and took the side out to a commanding 28-12 lead. And the final score for the match was a consolation try for the doggies. Steve Turner, the man on the spot, converted his own try and gave us our final score of 28 points to 18. You mentioned Bromwich's try. Yes. What the fuck? 
were the Bulldogs doing? They had like what ben two? Barber stood there. Was there two? Did it? Two or three guys probably holding him sort of up. Yeah. And he's just kind of like just and telescoped his arm out. The ball got planted literally an inch from Barber's foot. Yeah, it wouldn't have been hard for me because I mean he had to like he was stretched. I know I need to go another couple of centimeters to get it on the line. Like you could. Yeah. That's an indication of their attitude, which was improved in this game. Is still a long way from where it needs yeah. to be. Barber's losing it at fullback lately, eh? Oh, in defence he is. Attack is just yeah. High ball, no confidence. He's really he's mm. it's like Manu back in the day. Yeah, I when think he was shattered from he high balls. It. The fact that he came out and apologised on Twitter was a bit. I thought that was a bit harsh on himself. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah. That, that, imagine if every player came out on Twitter and yeah, apologised. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't really read. Game. I didn't read that really as like him, you know, personally thing. More like a you know like team kind of thing as well. No, he said something yeah. like, "I apologise for the way I played tonight." Yeah. Isn't yeah. how do you not take that as a personal apology? Yeah. I apologise for the way I played tonight. Yeah, but you're not going to also come out and say you know dump the team in the shit either, are you? You're not going to go. You're not. Gonna, I mean, you're not going to go. You've we're, completely turned that around. You're not going to go. You're not going to go. We're fucked, and you know, dump teammates when when specifically, it's really only a couple, one or two guys in the back that are really doing that, <laughs> <laughs> that are really allowing the errors to happen, that really allow most of the points to be scored, especially in this game too. I mean, the back three, like defensively yeah, just, under high balls, they were all like rabbits in the headlights. Absolutely woeful, absolutely woeful under the high ball, and. The irony of that is when Bryson Good was in the side, earlier in the season, I, yeah. I pitched for him to be nicknamed the Bunker because he was completely, you know, <laughs> had absolutely no uh, no effect on him. What happened to him that he... He must be hurt, eh? No, because he's playing in the New South Wales Cup. No way. Yeah. Yes way. He played... He, he, what? Uh, there's a lot of decent players in the Dog New fans. South Wales Cup side at the moment, they- the Doggies. And I'm not even talking about the Ottoman on this cage. I'm talking about guys that actually have been used in first grade. Yeah, as recently as this season. Yeah. Wow, I didn't realise he was playing Reggie's. I thought. Yeah, he he's in a, he's in the Reggie. I'm sure he's in the Reggie's. I don't know. I mean, so that I mean, did he get injured and he's working his way back up, or was he actually dropped on form? Because I didn't think he was going. He certainly was never had like absolutely barrack What a crockers. sacrificial lamb he was if he got dropped on form. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I think the dog season. Much like the Tigers can be turned around with one solid win. You just got to wonder when it's going to come. Yeah, I mean, one win. I mean, one win, like we said last week. I mean, they can have a solid win. They can have a solid couple of wins. They lose the next six. It doesn't mean shit. And not only that, I mean... True. It's more a confidence thing and if to, to get some momentum. We all know that the team at this stage of the season starts racking up some wins and builds some momentum. Heading into the finals generally gives a good account of themselves in the final series. So yeah, but I mean, it has to be it, it it has to be more than momentum. I mean, it's literally like you know, drop two games. Sure, and, I and mean, you're, pro- you're the probably not going to make it. Yeah, they're not. You know, it's not like they're a long way back to to make a bit of a run. Positionally on the ladder, then I mean, they're not. But points wise, to be insured of getting in the finals, they're going to have to win. They're going to have to win all except for two games. Maybe for the Tigers, don't 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 spoil it for me. <laughs> Because <laughs> like the top five is gone for every other team. I mean, the five I think it's pretty much sorted. Uh, we'll Order, the order's going to change, but still um, win the minor premiership. What are you talking about? Duffy's try next week. <laughs> I just want to say. Oh, that, I just want to talk about Duffy's try. I just want to say that next week, if the Storm win, the Tigers' minor premiership chances are over because they just don't have enough games to score enough points. Even if they win every single game, which is not going to happen because I mean they got a horror stretch where they got to play Manly and Dragons in two weeks. 
two weeks running when something that's going to be you know soul destroying <laughs> to fucking ass whippings they're going to encounter or it could turn our season around Nathan but why are we still talking about the Tigers I think it's a turn you brought them into this <laughs> and now I'm going to finish them <laughs> now you want to talk about Matt Duffy's try I did spectacular try oh, the put down loving the skills from wingers Absolutely. You know, these spectacular tries this season. If it's not like season. contorting yourself like a pretzel around a corner post. Yeah. It's just miraculous put downs and... This season has to be one of the best. Yeah. For like just spectacular... I've seen a couple from Uate where he's yeah. had about eight people trying to push him into touch and he yeah. sticks his bloody arm out. Yeah, and yeah Hopper Jr., same thing. Um, oh, you had to bring fucking Hopper Jr. up. He's a magnificent specimen of a player. I remember this one time where Lottie... Could... No, Lottie didn't score any tries. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> How is Lottie going? What's he been doing lately? Oh, he's... Is he going to play again? Sorry? Is, is he going to play again? Oh, he'll play again, mate. His name Matt Rogers. He'll play again. <laughs> Fantastic. We'll just keep him on ice for our charge to the minor premiership. Okay, cool. 2014. <laughs> he may as well go to Bali now. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right, boys. Get a I'll meet you over there in nine weeks, eh? <laughs> uh, I'm worried about the dogs, but... I, I don't mind watching the dogs play. I'm just worried about... Where their season's out, they seem to be a bit of a mirror image of the Tigers at the moment, which is a bit sad for them. Um, but it was good to see Benny Barber get that runaway try, but he still made a few errors. So you would say his confidence is probably not exactly 100%. Yeah. And the Dogs need him to be firing on all cylinders and, and performing in attack and defence if they're going to get anywhere. Agreed. Now, can I head over to Twitter? Sure. Chris Wargren says, week in, week out, the dogs tease us supporters by almost getting back into the game. Then they let it go let it go again when it's crucial. Well it's true. GT351 underscore Johns. Oh, this won't be well said. Fuck me, the Storm can play when they want to. Stayed in first gear, yet still too good for the mighty awesomeness that is the Bulldogs. Like I said. What a contradictory amount of statements were in that tweet. Paraman again. Dogs fought hard. Melbourne were clinical. Boring game, expected result. Kevin Moore looked like a man resigned to his fate. That I will agree with that last point. Every time they crossed to the coach's box, he didn't. Yeah, he was just kind of like, oh, oh what? He looks sour. I'm gone, and wow. I just, it was. He had the kind of look on his face, like I'm, I'm gone, and there's just not a fucking thing I can do about this. He looks sour, like yeah. Kevin Moore's do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's an indication of how he's feeling at the moment. And Hilius, Doggies fan, said, at least we were competitive at times, but it's sad that I'm forced to search for positives from a fairly shabby loss. Very sad. Very sad. Go back to drinking. <laughs> okay. At two o'clock on a Thursday afternoon. Fucking uni. Uni bum. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Sydney Roosters, 34. Defeated my multi, 26. <laughs> Penrith Panthers, 26. Panthers off to a flyer with a try after just one minute of play. Bad t- Brad Tice swooped on a wayward pass, found a way through the defence before putting Kingston in for the try. After a Jamie Soward special from Travis Burns, the Roosters got into the match with a try to BJ Leilua. Leilola. <laughs> <laughs> and he followed that up with a long-range try to Todd Carney. Panthers, though, they struck back through Lockie Coop before the Chooks were on the board again in the 31st minute through Graham. And again, through a controversial try to Carney after what appeared to be a strip by Brayton Astor in a three-man tackle. Why did it appear to be a strip? Because, because a three-man tackle strip. and because it was a blatant strip. <laughs> uh, nevertheless, the try was looked at and the try was given and following the conversion, the Roosters had an eight-point lead going in half-time. 
Second half, Luke Lewis and the Panthers scored first, and they looked to be getting my multi back on track in the 45th minute. But 12 minutes later, Chuck struck back again. I like how you judge teams based on how they perform for your multi or your Seriously, team. Seriously, this was not one of the games where I thought the multi was in danger. I thought I picked, I put Parramatta on there against the Tigers, and I thought that was a danger game. I shouldn't have worried, but I, I did. I thought that the Dogs, they had a lot to play for. I thought, you should worry about waking up tomorrow. That's what you should want. And because I, because I wasn't just going with the winners, I was actually going, uh, you know, with the line with Team Start. Uh, the Storm had to win by six, and there was a time there where the doggies got it back a bit closer, like the um, 16-12, and I thought, oh, shit, you know, you know, Storm might win, but the multi might die. <laughs> but this one, this is not one I thought. I thought this one was in the bank. And then I thought, okay, Manly win, and then I thought, of course, you know, Knights are going to smash the Cowboys. Oh, fucking <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, um the Chooks, they struck back 12 minutes later through Braith and Astor to maintain their lead. A 63rd minute, and we had what was the turning point of the match, or at least the icing point of the match as far as the Roosters were concerned. Big Petro sent to the sin bin for an alleged professional foul, and with the man advantage, the Roosters scored pretty much immediately through two dads. Lockie Coote, he collected his double with seven minutes to go, but the Roosters held on to take their first victory in a month or so with 34-26 victory. I didn't see that coming, neither did you by the sound of it. Fucking no way. Just... I think Penrith gave the game to them, to be honest. There was some very poor, poor play from Penrith. Yeah, a lot of points gifted. scored, so you think yeah. defence wasn't exactly... Uh, but the just gifted tries, like just gifted to the Roosters. And then there was obviously that uh, Anasta strip, which led to a Carney trial, which yeah, was, that was just a bit such bullshit. For Panthers as well. Yeah. I think I said a number of times during the uh, Origin game that Mitchell Pearce's dad was clearly better than him. But... <laughs> <laughs> whilst that is definitely true, the fact that he played the game with a busted AC joint and by Brian Smith's um, press conference, was it in the press conference? It might have been an interview during the week where he uh, he said he could barely lift his arm above the horizontal. Yeah. that's And he come out and played like that. Yeah. Pretty well-starring role. It was a very, very tough, very impressive performance. I think Carney showed a few more glimpses this week. He's he's been showing a few, you know, one or two moments in a game of what he's capable of. There was certainly a few more in this game than what we've yeah. seen over the course of the season in the games he's actually played. Although he kind of, he kind of wasn't really setting them up in this game, though. He was more like the beneficiary. The whole runner. Like, and yeah, yeah. At like, I mean, at the end of the day, as good a ball player and as good a all-round player as he is, like, he's a good running 5'8 as well. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, and especially with a halfback like Pierce, mm-hmm. uh, Boyd off the Origin series, probably wouldn't hurt him to get back and play himself back into form that way. Yeah, without true. putting too much pressure on himself. So, and you never know, this might actually work for him <laughs> as far as a confidence yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Based on this, I'm not sure Penrith are the real deal. No, I don't got, think so. You know, some players in their side that are certainly capable of taking them places, but. As a unit, they're going to have to perform better than that against sides like the Roosters. You think about the the way they played against the Cowboys with Thurston. They pissed off Thurston. Yeah. But they completely shut him down. And then contrast that with the way they played against the Roosters' side that yeah. wasn't really that interested in defending either. Yeah. And a uh, big difference. I guess the honeymoon's over for old Steve George Arliss. Yeah, exactly. I wonder what Gould's got in store for Lockie Coop. It's no secret that he's a bit of a fan of Coop, but he's also yeah, but, had uh, a bit of man love for Mike Gordon in the past, and too. And Gordon was uh, almost best player in the competition. He was electrifying, Nathan. Electrifying. 90 points plus a game yeah. for Supercoach. <laughs> 
Oh, my team has never never recovered from never this loss. Never been the same, has it? No, no. But yeah, it's you would imagine they're just going to give us status quo, and if if both players are fit, then Coote's going to be the fullback and Gordon's going to be on the wing. But he stated publicly that his preference is to play fullback. Um, and Gould, there's probably no better manager of men than Phil Gould. He's got a bit of a challenge on his hand there. He does, he does. Um, I'm sure he's up to the task, though. But yeah, Disappointing from Penrith, though. I expected more of them. And I expected them to um, to certainly not allow 34 points for starters, but um, you know to grind out a, a win based on the, off the back of their forward pack but and Luke Walsh's kicking game, but it didn't quite pan out like that. No, no. I guess at the end of the day, I mean, they weren't that far behind the eight ball in this game. I mean, you know, they they had a try scored against them from that from that strip, and they had one scored against them when uh, Big Petro was off the field in the mm. bin. And so, you know, there's your margin easily. But they lost. It's still 34 points. Exactly. That's atrocious. Uh, Twitter, what have we got here? Full Stop Limited said, Good to see the Roosters fans out in force. And by out, I mean out of the stadium, because that bitch is empty. <laughs> Cruzio 6 says, It looks like Lindsay Lohan has found the right mix to steer the Roosters to a win. <laughs> uh, what do we got over here? Uh, Random Hammer says, Roosters should just give back the two points to Penrith. They ain't going to need them. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. And our East fan, I don't know who he supports, says <laughs> Matt Chechen should never be allowed to referee another game of football in his life. A touchy at best. At best. <laughs> wow. I take it he wasn't too impressed with the, the official them in that game. And I must admit, um, that was a common Considering he's an East fan by way of his very uh, Twitter name. And uh, the his display picture, which is the Eastern Suburbs logo. Yeah. Um, he's bitching about the referees when his team was a benefit beneficiary of the most controversial call of the day so yeah and one <laughs> yeah I mean <laughs> and well dead two I mean you know I guess you can say the the the, the try of the strip and the sin binning of big pet so um yeah strange um okay we'll move on to the next game oh and what a great one matches the round mighty manly sea eagles 36 it featured south sydney there's no possible way it could be the match of the round channel nine up Idiot. Sunday afternoon match of the round Manly Seagulls, 36, defeated the South Sydney Rabbitohs, 22. South started well, but it was Manly on the board first with the Wolfman grabbing a try out wide. Windy conditions made a tough on goal kicking and the conversion was waved away. Oh, South Benji's struck kicked back. him in the wind, mate. Oh, kicked him out in the full. South struck back quickly through a dubious video referee awarded try to Nathan Merritt and we were tied at four. Manly pulled away from the Bunnies as the half went on through tries to Brett Stewart and Michael Oldfield before the half. How'd they go with the conversions of those ones, mate? Good. Did they? Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah, because they had 16 points. Yeah, so they got both of those. Yeah, that's right. I know he missed three on the day. He must have missed a couple in the second half then. Yeah, see, you've gone off too soon. And uh, where are we? It. Brett Stewart and Michael Oldfield before the half ended in controversial fashion with a clear non-try being awarded as a try to Jason Clark. Once again, that was unconverted as Manly took a three tries to two 16-8 lead. you say? By the Rabbits. See? I don't give a shit what you say about them. You're not saying anything about Benji? you got nothing to add there? Actually, that one was a real Benji miss, actually, because yeah. from memory, it was only like 10 metres to the right of the uprights. <laughs> uh, once again, so yeah, that is something that Benji would make a habit of missing. Once again, the try was unconverted. Man, took three tries to two, 16 points to eight lead into Oranges. Now, did you see that try? That, <laughs> the uh, the try they awarded just before half-time to South? Yes. And it was such a load of bullshit. Yeah. Not only did everyone on the ground think it was bullshit... 
Gordon Tallis then came out and said that he saw Tim Mander, the video referee, laughing at the Manly fans as he awarded a green light for that try. If that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about <laughs> officialdom... They may have said will. something witty. I know as Manly fans, there's no way that would have happened. What an abs... I don't want to call Damn him... Damn you, Tim Mander. I don't, call him a ch- I don't want to call him a cheat, but... Yeah, and uh, and luckily, uh, in the usual uh, post-mortem that uh, Bill Harrigan and... Um, What's his face from the referees does uh, Raper. He said that try was no try and should never have been awarded. <laughs> and so once again, referees apologising mainly, not accepted. Uh, as a, as in the early match this season, the Rabbitohs came out all blaze, all guns blazing in the second half, and within ten minutes of the resumption of play, they turned a sixteen eight deficit into a twenty two sixteen lead through tries to John Sutton, Nathan Merritt, and a penalty goal to Sandow. Probably their one most impressive stretch of play this season well they did a, they had a similar stretch in the first time they played uh, earlier this season in round four or five or whatever it was this sparked Manly back into action and specifically Kieran Foran who scored two tries in five minutes to give the Mighty Seagulls a two point lead from that point on all Manly the defence shut down anything the Rabbitohs tried and they added more tries another one to Wangman after a penalty from Jamie Lyon put it out of reach of the Bunnies Manly put an exclamation mark on the win as the full time Hooter sounded with a magnificent length of the field try came from a great run from Brent Kite and offload some brilliant passing leading to a kick downfield for Wolfman the touchdown final score 36 points to 22 did you see the kick that uh, Tyrrell trotted to charge down <laughs> yeah. he's been taking charge down tips from Michael Crocker <laughs> That was the Falcon of well. Holy shit! Still, it hit him hard. Yeah, it it um it actually hit him harder than the one that knocked out Crocker. I thought, which goes to show must have a better jaw. Which just goes to show that Crocker's an even more massive cat than I originally thought. <laughs> um, but he got hit, and he was a bit uh, a bit dizzy after. I mean, it didn't oh, it, it, it did put him into it did put him into uh, two minus to where he was. Uh, oh. But that was. After the after the Crocker one, I think that was the Falcon of the decade, or you know, yeah. ever all time maybe. I'll give Chris Sandow the benefit of the doubt on four and second try, but certainly his effort to try and stop Kieran Four and scoring his first try—that's one thing I bet South fans won't be missing from Chris Sandow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Admittedly, though, he wasn't Robinson Crusoe there. I mean, there was about four guys that tried to put Four and down. Both tries, he had to carry about four guys with him. Yeah, and he did it fairly. Yeah, fairly comfortably. Not surely, didn't he? So. Yeah, fairly comfortably. He's not, the, he's not the most massive unit in the world either. Yeah. And it could be forgiven for wondering why Seuss went to such great lengths to get Greg Inglis with, with all the furor and all the conjecture that was going on um, with what went down at the Broncos and what was still going on at Melbourne. But that one run to set up Merritt's try yeah. was probably the indication as to just why they went to such lengths and why they pushed so hard to get him. Problem is though that that was uh, up the middle and it's, and it's somewhere where he never usually dwells. Yeah, he actually came in looking for the ball and he needs to do that sort of thing more often. Yeah, I think Origin's probably given him a bit of an extra incentive to to have a bit more of a tilt. Yep. As the season progresses and you know his fitness is starting to get back to a level now where he's going to be that guy again. Yeah. Yeah. You know guys like Merritt, um, you would expect maybe James Roberts as well to be the beneficiary. Um, and certainly Reese Wesser. Um, Having said that, though, he was support. he was pretty much unsighted for the rest of the match too. Yeah, I mean, it, it's I don't think he's still back to a hundred percent either. And let's not forget he plays for South. So True. It's a bit hard to um, to expect that from him every time he touches the ball, <laughs> when especially when the ball goes green. out to the, the ball goes out to the left uh, through Sutton, 
and then someone just smashes Sutton and it doesn't go any further left. <laughs> Sutton had some good touches in this game. He did. I mean, that try he scored made him look like fucking Brad, <laughs> Brad yeah. Fittler, the way that he you know, stepped off the two steps and in. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I, and I don't want to give Sutton... I, I mean, I don't want to shit on Sutton too much, but I mean, George Rose... <laughs> do it every other week. George Rose, Glenn Stewart and Joe Nullabow have no business standing next to each other in defensive line at any stage, particularly <laughs> 10 metres out. Yeah. The three of those guys at certain time in the match, when you know fatigue setting in, just you could pile it. You could pile it the Queen Mary through there without a hand laid on it. <laughs> honestly, it's just like they just need to, you know, they need to make sure that those guys aren't isolated together because just it it happens yeah. all the time. South mounted a challenge in this game. Um, we mentioned they, you know, put a fairly impressive stretch of play together to to take the lead, and they challenged Manly, and they they, you know put their case forward to uh, to win the game and Manly accepted their challenge more than rose to it, kicked another gear and, and South couldn't go with them and Manly pretty much showed why they're probably the toughest team in the NRL and certainly a class above the Bunnies. Brett Stewart at Brookvale. Genius. It's fucking impressive it is. record, isn't it? It is. I would imagine in light of uh, recent events, it's probably inappropriate, but I really think that Brett Shilt could open a strip club at Brookvale or a brothel and call it... He could, could call it Brookvale and he'd do his own promo and stare into the camera and point down. So I always score at Brookvale. He almost always does. <laughs> he always does. It's like... I, I just don't get it how it just seems to happen. Yeah, yeah. Although to be fair, he scored. He's he's scored all over the place this season. But the Brookvale one is is impressive because the the tally's so close to parity. There's like no other player. It's fifty nine six fifty nine of sixty now. Yeah. Of sixty games, so like it's always so close to parity that like it's much more noticeable when he scores at Brookvale because he's going to get up there and actually even that at some point. There's no other player that has a record even close to that. Yeah. Oh, I think the only thing, the only thing close to it, which is far, far less scale because it's so new, is uh, Billy Slater down at uh, Amy. He scored. He scored a lot of. He scored a lot. Of, oh no, not sorry, no, not at Amy. At Eddie had. He had some ridiculous. Like he scored like. Like ten or four games, or you know something, something ridiculous. But yeah. I mean, it's 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 such a, a low number of games though that I he mean, when it gets above fifty, yeah. Let's see what his record is. Hey, I don't. I'm not the guy that's going to talk Billy Slater up. <laughs> I'm telling you, that shit's insignificant. It's the it's only just, other thing I could think of. <laughs> I don't know what it does to him. He just oh, clearly loves playing there. He gets oh, great support. Yeah, absolutely. A massive crowd too, just under 20,000. Biggest crowd since 1997. Mm. Shows yeah. when you're not playing on a Monday night. And you've got to actually find weather. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the first sunny game they've had at Brookvale in an afternoon all season. Amazing. So, uh, yeah, pretty happy. Are we done now? Oh, hey, you're still going. I was no, waiting for I'm you finished. to give me the word. You finished? Awesome. Okay, so let's head over to the Twitter and at our great mate, Linear. Your great mate. Every Manly fan owes Kieran for in a beer. He single-handedly woke the team up to realise they were playing Souths. I bet you'd buy him a beer, Kurt. Better be fucking light. I'd buy be it. in a 7-ounce glass. In the surf. In the underscore, the underscore surf says... With a straw in it. Are you finished? Yeah, a great win despite half a dozen dodgy decisions going against us. Well done, Manly. Excellent. Manly and the refs. Yeah. Fucking who. Mate, we do it without them. Uh, the trophy box says, huge crowd, I'd say bigger than home finals. That's what we're hearing. Show us your trophy box. 
Okay. Best and Falcon Anna- ever. Annalise. Anna- <laughs> uh, yeah. I think I think Cruzy might have said that as well. This is like people loving that Falcon. I mean, and it will be one of those highlight real Falcons to go down on uh, in history. Uh, Annalise underscore zero eight. That was a worry for a bit there. I thought it'd be a repeat of round four, but undefeated at Brookie feels like ninety six. Maybe to you feels like two thousand and eight to me. Although <laughs> <laughs> ninety six was awesome as well. Um, Oh, here we go. I had some Brewster's ones that came late to the party. Okay. Uh, and 102 Megan, who is a, a Brewster's fan, but she was actually at Brookie because her dad's a Manly fan. She was at this game. There's not She's much... obviously part of the Twitter crew as well. She is. She is. Although the full Twitter crew didn't represent at this game. Uh, so there was not much... Is better... there fractures in the Twitter crew? Oh, just ones that can't be asked going out to Brookie, you know, with decent people and watching good teams that. play. There's not much better yeah. in the rugby league world than a sunny, sunny Sunday Arvo in a packed house at the Fortress, lolling, LOLing at Souths. Agreed. Poor old South. <laughs> um, and I think we are through. Yes, we are. So let's move on to the final game of the round. Monday night foot bitch, North Queensland Cowboys, 22, defeated the Newcastle Knights, 12. In the absence of an injured JT, it was Matty Bowen who stepped up for the Cowboys, setting up a try for Tupu in the sixth minute of play. The Knights hit back in the 16th minute, following three repeat sets at the Cowboys' line as the captain from the bench took the field and scored the try. And following the very conversion... impressive doing so. Didn't he? <laughs> Far more impressive than Sky Blue. Following the conversion, we were tied at six. Mistakes crept into the game and the deadline remained leading into the halftime break. Cowboys, they took the lead again in the 55th minute of play through a try to Joel Reithmuller, but the Knights hit back shortly after as Gidley grabbed his double. Amazing. With 13 minutes remaining, the Cowboys broke the stalemate following a penalty goal to Bowen, and from that point on, it was all North Queensland through further tries to Sigiaro and Corey Patterson against his old side. Final score, 22-12. The Stig. Stig, I was, my, my first impression of this game was, Matty Bowen kicks goals? What? <laughs> Someone has to. And like they weren't like that. Gavin Cooper, I think, was the second choice kicker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's pretty shit. Yeah, he's Obviously, rubbish. he's been punted. Yeah, well and truly punted. But <laughs> Stig coming off the bench certainly ignited some spark into the future, night. Future captain, future captain from the bench, maybe. <laughs> I would imagine he would play, would just play like that. He's become a bit of a sensation, and there's someone else who you can throw in your rookie list, too. I mean, if he keeps going the way he's going. Oh, you're going to put his name forward? Yeah, absolutely. But you don't want Townsend in there. I didn't say I didn't want Townsend. I said players that are better you than Townsend. You just switch shit around to change it to suit yourself, mate. Stig's better than Townsend. I mean, yeah, I said it. Well, Townsend's on, up against your, the fact that he plays defend, for the Sharks. Defend your Cronulla, mate. I like him. Tell you I what. Right. I about, like Stig too. Talk about jumping on the Cronulla bandwagon because your team's going shit. <laughs> <laughs> Patterson's uh, post-try antics. Warranted or not? Oh, completely unwarranted. It's not like the Knights fucked him over. What are you talking about? Knights didn't, didn't fuck Patterson over. I mean, they gave him a they gave him a release to mid-season to go and get an extended deal at another club. After telling him that he was no longer wanted. Well, it's not like they go, oh, we don't want you. It's not like, it's not like that. I mean, it's the same probably the, it's the same thing that Fafita probably got told. We can't. We we when we come in. Did Corey Patterson get told that we're buying Adam Blair? We can't afford to keep you. <laughs> really? Well, no. But I mean, he he would have been told that, you know, there's only X amount of X amount of years we can offer you here. We have got a new coach coming in. 
if you can get a longer deal, take it. Because he was still contracted for, I think, another year, wasn't he? Yeah. So he could have stayed at Newcastle, played out this year, played out next year. But he said, look, they gave him the opportunity to get a deal of more years for I his financial security. I went that he was informed that he's not part of their future plans, Nathan. <laughs> Which means purgatory. Well, I, don't think, I don't think it would have Working been. in the mines. They wouldn't have put him in Reggie's. Holding the canary in the cage. They wouldn't have put him in Reggie's. Come on now. Well, that was the story. Not part of the future plans. You don't argue with a Uncle Wayne. A, a Uncle Wayne's got to find room for Fluffy. Yeah, he's got to find room for Fluffy. But as far as I know, Fluffy doesn't play in the same position as Corey Patterson. I could be wrong. I mean, once you shuffle, not, once you start not, shuffling the deck, I'm not an aficionado of Newcastle. I'm not an aficionado of future and past Newcastle players. I'm pretty sure that that Corey Patterson's not playing fullback. <laughs> hey, if they have the captain off the bench, yes, they can have Corey Patterson at fullback. Who knows? Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I would imagine that uh, Fluffy's not the only player that Uncle Wayne's going to bring there. Sir Benny. Let's face it, if Sir Benny plays Brett Morris on the wing week in, week out, I mean, if he hasn't got plans for <laughs> Corey Patterson, my God. <laughs> Put Corey Patterson on the wing, he'd probably tackle and defend and, and catch passes. And I think this is a glaring game where Adam McDougall proved that he's not consistently up to the standard of NRL. No, and, and mentally as much as physically, I think. <laughs> um He's a little bit explosive, you could say. Oh, you remember, was it last year where he uh, pushed Juarte because he stole his milestone try? <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. And that was, he also had his big blow up with Tamana right after Tamana um, went through all the origin stuff as well. Remember? Yeah. And you set him off. I mean, that was... He's t- a yeah. feisty old dude, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, admittedly, Tamana had more than, more than his share of a role to play in that yeah, incident, yeah. but... You know, it had been brewing, and then you look at you know, uh, like the year before. I mean, you think of McDougal's career; he's constantly been a niggly sort of player, and he hasn't really. I don't know. He's not. He's not. I remember a, that time he niggled Jeff Toovey's face. Yeah, stomped his face. Mm. Should have been sent off and banned for moment. life. What a great moment that was! What a great moment. He didn't even remember that moment until I bitched about it. <laughs> You're only taking my word for it. Just but I've since the googled it, and now I've got it on permanent loop. Yeah, you didn't say that to Tuvi the other the other the other week in uh, Brisbane when we were in a lift. He's a good looking man, <laughs> except for his face. Anyway, Stig could you. do with some tackling practice, eh? Yeah, he could. It'll come. Oh, you why, better hope so. That's why he's not rookie of the year. He's just in that group. Yeah, he's better Townsend's Townsend. a better defender. Yeah, Stig's so he better. gets the edge. a better attacker and goal kicker. I assume. Yeah, give him a chance. <laughs> <laughs> he's not kicked a single goal in his career. I said, given the chance. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> if the Cowboys can put that effort in against the Knights in Newcastle, then... 13 plus this week. Sorry? 13 plus this week, is that what you're saying? No chance. <laughs> if season's well and truly live, where some people might have thought with JT being out that it might have been somewhat dead in the water. I imagine their season would have been dead if he had been out for the season, as initially it was thought when he sort of got wheeled off. Yeah. Um, but now it's been you know revised to more of a six-week thing. I mean, you're back in time for first last round or first week of the finals, you know, that kind of ballpark. Uh, I think that that would have given the club a lot more confidence. Yeah. Anyway, do you, do you notice a bit of an extra pep in Uate Pate? I just think he's probably yeah. gained as much out of the Origin. One of those young dudes, anyone. yeah. One of those young dudes that's really like you know they've grown an extra leg. Like, you know, I don't know if he's grown an extra leg because I'm pretty sure the Uate Pate already had three legs. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I agree. And he's looking for the ball a lot more, doing a lot more work. Yeah, um, yeah he looks good. Fuck, he's a handful, eh? He could, he could play for Manly any time. dummy half. It doesn't matter where he gets the ball, running it back from kicks or just out of dummy half or whatever. Yep. 
just never looks like the opposition's got him under control defensively. Yep. Runs it like a prop <laughs> with yeah. speed of <laughs> with speed of a winger. Yeah, exactly. He's just a great player. He is. Oh. No wonder we've latched onto him. We lo- we love Uate. We love him. Glenn, I love Uate. <laughs> <laughs> I love him too, mate. I love him too. Joel Edwards. Yes. Oh, geez. Twitter was firing about Joel Edwards. Can that motherfucker hit or what? That dude... He's the red rattler. He was getting so much love from Twitter. As he should. I saw comments like, oh, if I could sign a player, he'd be the first one I signed. If I could sign a player, he'd be the second guy I'd pick after, you know, such and such. Like, he was getting massive. He better not get on Twitter because, I mean, his ego will be out of control after that game. I would imagine so. But I'll tell you what he's doing. He's adding some zeros to his next contract. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And he's the type of guy that Bennett... Loves. A, will identify with and go... That's the kind of guy I want my team. Yeah. And B, will make an infinitely better player out of. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, because uh, he's going to go, yeah, you're already a great defender, but let's add this to your game. Yep. And why don't we add a bit of an offload and some footwork and make you one of the best second rails running around. Yep, yep. <laughs> From a guy that, that at the moment just looks like an axe. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> <Mate>. <laughs> I'll take it. I mean, the dude is. He's, he's impressive. And it's not like once in a blue moon. And even when he's pulling off copybook tackles just in the defensive line within the set structure, not looking for a massive shot, yeah. it's just bang, chop him down. Yep, yep. You know, and it's it's hard and there's no give in him. He's just yeah. just a freaking great defender. And I think as a, as a rugby league purist, I like seeing that. I love the flashy guys. I love the great attack and seeing guys pick defensive structures apart. Um, but it's just... Something about a guy that is a copybook defender that I just really I love. It's the hell, considering the whole, I support the West Tigers, the whole hitting he's, he's, he's like the orange Matai. Yeah, just just, just throw it. And he's not a dirty cheat. <laughs> Matai is not a dirty cheat either. It's a fucking cheat. Matai plays the game with the utmost integrity, and as I was previously stated, he's the greatest human ever invented. <laughs> blah 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 blah. Yeah, etc. 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 Um, now can we go to Twitter on this? You got we more? Sure can. Okay, so what have we got? Barjas Hansen, Knights fan, said players get played to catch and run the ball and tackle. They did neither tonight. Worst performance of the year. <laughs> Queensland Marone. <laughs> His stick of Queensland. I, I know he played in Queensland Cup. We'll claim him. <laughs> Unfortunately, you can't claim him because I did look into it to answer him. And he played a season uh, for Northern Pride or someone um, in, in in North Queensland uh, last season, 2010. Before, But he was born in uh, like Nambucca Heads. Played all his juniors through Newcastle, so he's played a year up there and then gone back through Newcastle. So he's an absolutely qualified New South Welshman, but you know, probably means he play for Queensland anyway because you know they, they do like to steal. Paraman, nineteen seventy three, Newcastle, no bench captain, no chance. And considering they were trounced by the Thurstonless Cows, is saying something. Uh, who else have we got here? <laughs> Knights Kid ninety five is back. Corey Patterson is a little bitch. Fucking run at someone your own size. <laughs> wow. Hateful. Cruzy 6 No GT. Imagine he's not a big Dave Taylor fan. <laughs> I imagine not. I, I have a feeling though, he's a, as an ex-Knights player, I think that's probably more the, the hatred towards yeah. Corey. Uh, Cruzy 6 No JT. No dramas for the cows. Just rolling on in for more Queensland triumphs. Oh, settle the fuck well said, Cruzy. Settle the fuck Possibly down. the smartest thing you've ever said. And I think... That, that oh hang on we can't we've got to let Jono twenty nine hundred have his say Why? biggest Cowboys fan that we know I think 
He said Broncos bumped to fifth spot. Six point gap to sixth place Warriors. Boom. Hash Cowboys. Hash winning. See how you go this week, champ. Okay. Obliterated. That is it for the tweets. And that is it for round 18. Previews for round 19, season 2011. Full round of football is back, so there are no excuses for shit games, as we have seen. I just want to point out, I was uh, printing the team list out at home. Yes. Off the NRL site. Yes. And you'll note that uh, there's a picture of the great man. And uh, as he's wont to do, Jackson... Picture of Darren Lockyer, yes. just to clarify. Yeah, good, good, good point. Not a picture of Cliff Lyons or, <laughs> 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 or Trevor Cogger. <laughs> oh, Trevor Cogger. Um, and Jackson has a bit of a thing. Whenever you sit down at the computer, he decides he wants to come and sit in your lap and control the mouse and push the buttons that you need pushed and yeah. generally add uh, an infinite amount of infinite amount of time to anything you're trying to do on the computer. Yep. yep. And I was printing this out. Guess what he said? <laughs> Dad. Dad. It's lucky. It's lucky, Dad. Dad, it's Luke. It's lucky. I love like, oh, I had no idea. <laughs> I love lucky. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, it's over. Game over, man. Game over. <laughs> anyway, full round, as I said. First game we've got here Friday Night Football, game number one New Zealand Warriors versus the Canterbury Bulldogs. Don't like Canterbury's chances in this game. No, I don't like them at all. They did, they, they showed signs at times last week. Jeez. Uh, I mean, Barber, hopefully he's mentally there in the defensive side of things because Maloney's just going to make it rain all night as yep. well. Um, and can kick a bomb too, Maloney. Yeah, he can. Uh, it's going to be very difficult for Barber to handle. Johnson, Johnson's a bit erratic with some of his um, high kicks. Yep. Uh, but Maloney, he can land it on a dime. Yeah, and I think he'll be landing it... Uh, on a dime that's about two metres in front of where Barb is standing at the time <laughs> and uh, see how he deals with that. Uh, Warriors, I mean, they won They won well against the Titans without looking overly impressive. Um, Doggies, well, things back on track too. Yep, yep. Uh, tough one. I mean, I'd, I'd be really reluctant to include this one in like a multi, for example, because I can see, I can see both sides, you know, I can see ways that both sides can win this because uh, Canterbury did improve while still losing, and the Warriors improved, but they're playing a terrible Titan side. Yeah, I think that the absence of Michael Ennis is probably puts is puts he st- is he the, out this week? Yeah, Hallitow's at hooker. And what's wrong with Ennis? Oh, uh, he didn't have a bleeding in the lung or something. Yeah, they said. I mean, originally I think they thought he had like you know some sort of rib injury, you know, that would send puncture in the lung and cause the. But they, I think they ruled that out. So I mean, oh, okay. do you know what's causing? So what, what's causing the lung? I'd, no word. I'd, honestly, I'd, I'm honestly, I don't know. I'm not so. sure. That's yeah, all okay. I heard. Halitau, obviously at hooker, which you know, put the Ottoman. Don't want to say too much. Yeah. But I mean, clearly, the, I love doing Halitau. Clearly, the Ottomans are not working for them, so they've gone to Halitau. So the Ottoman is like the fourth choice hooker for the Bulldogs organisation. So yeah, good one, mate. Good one, guys. Keep on losing. I'm going to have to go with the Warriors, given the fact they're last start winners. The Bulldogs are probably missing the one guy that's actually going to get their forwards. Um, moving and get that little bit of a niggle to probably get under the Warriors' skin. 
and yeah, without him, Halitau's going to give him some good direct, good direct running out of dummy half, but he's not going to get guys running good angles and good flat yep. short balls and stuff like Ennis is. Yep. Um, so they'll really miss that, and I just think as a result, the dogs won't be able to get over the advantage line quite as easily, and and that means the Warriors forwards will get on top and. Um, Sean Johnson and Kevin Locke will do the rest, I reckon. Yep. Provided provided it's a it's a diamonds week for the Warriors, I don't think they'll have too much trouble. If it's a rocks week, geez, might be one to flick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Friday night football, game number two, Brisbane Broncos versus the Gold Coast Titans. The old local derby. Luke Capewell at fullback. He's been named at fullback, has he? Yeah. So is that Zilman at Broncos by thirty. Zilman at five eighth? Broncos by 30. Broncos got all their origin stars back. Yeah. Well, Titans. they've all been named. So. Titans are Titans. Sorry? The Titans are Titans. Yeah. Birds I, in. Birds in, but I just cannot see a way for the Titans to win this. Yes, they'll probably lift against, you know, their big brother. I mean, these games are usually uh, Yeah, they tend to play all right against Brisbane, especially at Suncorp too. Yeah. But they tend to be going all right too when they play Brisbane because I mean this is the first season where they haven't been going all right. So got LaFranc here at prop with Bailey. Obviously Maddie Sramas in there. Um their back row is impressive as ever, but they've got to start putting it together on the field and Broncos by heaps. Yeah. Thirteen until plus they, until the Titans show me that they're actually um gonna play to their potential and, and certainly play to the potential of the reputations in that side. Yep. Then um I'm not tipping them. Broncos by plenty. Super Saturday game number one. South Sydney Rabbitohs versus the Sydney Roosters. Tough one to pick this one for me. Rabbitohs showed good signs against Manly. Weren't good enough overall. Yeah, I'm not sure the Roosters are going to play like that two weeks in a row. Who said the Roosters are back? You know, yeah. I mean, like the flash in the pan, they've got to do it more than once for me to be convinced. Yeah. I'm inclined to go with the Rabbitohs here. Just yeah. because they've, I mean, while not being spectacular, they've certainly shown more this season than the Chooks. Yeah, I think... Inglis against Kenny Dow, good matchup. It is a good matchup, actually. Be interesting to see how uh, two dads matches up defensively against Inglis. I would imagine Inglis is going to have his hands full whenever Sean Kenny Dow's got the ball, but it's another proposition trying to stop Inglis as well. So, yep. if he can um, get a bit bit of room out there, it could be a long afternoon for the Roosters outside backs. Um, and like you say, the Rabbitohs. Played well in some big patches against Manly. Couldn't get, quite get the job done, but it's a bit of a drop in class to the Roosters. And I think, based on what they showed last week, I'm inclined Especially, to tip especially the defensively, too. You know, like the yeah. Roosters just don't seem to have it defensively. Mm. Okay. I think if the Rabbitohs post early points against the Roosters, I think the Roosters' heads will drop and, and South might put a bit of a score on them. All right. Super Saturday, game number two. North Tigers Queensland like Cowboys. North Queensland Cowboys versus the West Tigers in North Queensland. Yes. You've been up there to watch the Tigers lose. I have. Plenty of times. Fucking horrible, horrible experience. Cowboys. No Thurston, but... Um, no chance. Tigers pretty much playing without a Benji at the moment. Uh, he'll bounce back, mate. He always does. Yeah. Been it's waiting for it all season. People. Oh, you can't tell me he's not played <laughs> well at all this season. How are you going to do? He hasn't played well at all this season. And make season. up lies. I don't have to make up lies. Fucking just make up barefaced lies. You don't have to make up barefaced lies, Sit and you got the statistics and the facts. And bad hair. You got the statistics and facts to back it up. You're the one lying with this false hope. Fucking legend. Molten at <laughs> fullback, which doesn't exactly fill me with confidence. 
better than McKinnon though. Yeah, better than McKinnon. Has Bo Ryan few weeks? He's in the side. Sorry, Bo Ryan in the side. Yes. <laughs> Don't laugh. Sean Meany comes <laughs> on the bench. Aaron Woods, Aaron Andrew Woods. Fafita, and Toddy Payton. Well, there you go, Fafita. You finally named a player. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honestly, Liam Fulton comes back into the side after sitting out last week with concussion. So we always go. We tend to own the Cowboys since look, 2005. The the uh, the the Tigers really on paper have to win this game. We will. Whether we have to or not, we the will. The lack of... No, I'm saying like it's If it's the Tigers impossible. play as badly as they have this season, it's they will still beat for, the Cowboys. It's impossible for the Tigers to lose this game on paper. But we it's impossible lose. for the Knights to lose on paper too against the Cowboys on Monday night. We own the Cowboys. Yeah, and at, their kids. Up at Dairy Farmers. Yeah, we've beaten them there before. Got to go. This, I've got to go this, the safe tip on this one. I'd have to say Cowboys 13 plus. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't even keep it in. Lies, Tigers by plenty. Let's move on. Super Saturday, game number three, Penrith Panthers versus the Parramatta Eels. I much, like Penrith in this game. Yeah, much like the Rabbitohs Roosters game. It's one of those you know, games with two shit sides. Yeah. Uh, two sides that are playing shit, sorry, going up against each other. I wouldn't have them in my multi. No, it's just one of those, it's just one of those ones you just don't yeah. know. I mean, like the Eels, I mean, you know, they showed enough in attack, you know. Maybe they improve. No, Panthers, I don't, I Panthers showed I don't nothing think in defence. Set the world on fire in attack. I think the Panthers' attacking capability is much higher than the Eels. Well, what's it going to be? The West Tigers' defence working magnificently despite their poor poor attacking skills, as Tim Sheens is saying at the moment. Or was Parramatta's? Or was so was Parramatta's attack? You know, they scored twenty two points against a defence that's working beautifully and digging in. <laughs> is there a tactic like that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I'm still inclined to tip the Panthers. I am too. I think their forwards are better, and that'll lay a platform. and And Luke Walsh's kicking game will probably do the rest. All right, that one's one that I probably would leave out of the multi though, because I could see the side winning that. Sunday football game number one: Canberra Raiders versus the Melbourne Storm. I think this could be the upset of the round. Based on Dugan's back, winner cold. Although Melbourne aren't adverse yeah, to playing Melbourne, in the cold. Yeah, Melbourne, they come from south, further south than that. They can handle the cold. Don't know. Just have a bit of a feeling about the Raiders in this game. Things about the Storm is that they... I can't look back at any of their last half a dozen games and say, oh, they're playing They're playing well. They're just rolling along and just doing what they have to do. And I mean, they haven't been flogging teams, but they've just you know been winning games. They haven't really looked terribly threatened in, when doing so. Mm. Uh, closest, I think, they probably came was in the Sharkies. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, got pretty close. Yeah, Bronson um, Harrison with the uh, injury to um, Josh Papali. Bronson Harrison makes his return to the starting side. I um, think I'm, I'm going to. I still have to tip Storm because there's no reason not to. Yeah, Players I'm going to go with the upset. I've got a bit of a feeling about the Raiders. If only for this week. I don't know that they're going to turn it into consistent performances, but I just, I don't know. I just have a funny feeling. Which remember, this is the Raiders side that lost 13 plus to the Sharks last week. Yeah, can't really put my finger on it. All right, I guess we'll see. Sunday football, game number two, Newcastle Knights versus the mighty Manly Sea Eagles. Fuck, Manly by how many? Well, I guess it depends on the Knights' injury situation. Uh, Gidley, he went off, uh, looked like he pulled up something, like a hammy or something, did he, on Monday night? Yeah, he's out. He's out? Mm. And what's He's McDougal? not been named on the side. And what's McDougal doing? Because McDougal... Uh, 
also with, out. I think with an early plea, he was going. Oh, actually, sorry, he's been named on extended bench. Okay. Um, Knights have they've played every game this season with injury problems. They've played every game with you know a certain uh, amount of heart and determination that's allowed them to win games they shouldn't have won or stay in games that they you know they should have been blown away in. Yeah. Um, I remember so a game last season about the same time where the Knights played Manly and Manly were heavily favoured to win, the Knights turned up and pulled their pants down. Yeah. That's not going to happen in this game, Manly by 13-plus. No. <laughs> I'd say so too. <laughs> Monday Night Foot Bitch. The rematch of a Monday Night Foot Bitch from about round two or three this season, I believe. St. George, Illawarra Dragons. Yeah, St. George, Illawarra Dragons versus Cronulla Sharks. The Sharks were laughing stock of the league still at that point mm. when they pulled off the mighty upset last time. Uh, this time, I think the Dragons are going to be so ultra-motivated um, not to let that happen again. They certainly won't be caught uh, off guard. No. Sharks, they'll have plenty of belief because they did it once and they do it again and they are performing, as you said, far better than they were at the time. <sighs> I just, I mean, you have to go to the Dragons to be on the safe side. Yeah, I definitely go to the Dragons, but, jeez, it'd be an impressive effort if the Sharks get over them. That'll be five in a row, plus knocking off the Premiers. Yeah, yeah. Twice out of, two times out of yeah, two for exactly. the season I mean, too, so. You know, um, once as part of a five-game win streak at this stage of the season. Statistically speaking, you know, it has to be St. George, but, geez, it would be hilarious. I mean, just to watch the meltdown on Twitter if the I'll Sharks... I'll be cheering for the across. Sharks. I'll, I'll be tipping the Dragons. But. I'll be tipping the Dragons and cheering for the Sharks as well. Yeah. Because the absolute meltdown and brain aneurysms that'll hit Twitter if the Sharks win this game... It will it'll be, look like they're supporting the Tigers. Oh, it'll be majestic. <laughs> There'll be Dragons Man's 05 all over the place. <laughs> There'll be Dragon Man's 01 through... Dragon Pig 05. They'll be, they'll be through 01 <laughs> 01 through to 95. <laughs> There'll be a whole collection of them. Dragon Pig, Dragon Pig, commit suicide. That is full time for episode number 56. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. During and before games, we'll let you know what the match-specific hashtags to use are as well. And we've been noticing a lot of people that um, weren't listeners or you know become listeners through those hashtags, sure. so it's been a really good uh, uh, We're idea. smashing Twitter followers and Facebook fans at the moment. Yeah, it's going really well, hey? Facebook, and as you mentioned, yeah, we've busted through 7.15 likes barrier, so That's thanks for the business. A segue, Nathan. Exactly. Thank you very much to our new Facebook friends and keep up the good work, you guys who are sharing the uh, the posts each week. Make yourselves known, new people. Exactly, Newbies. exactly. iTunes, keep those reviews coming. Had a couple of great ones last week. Um, two that I pulled out. Uh, one from uh, Ben Johnson. I assume not the uh, the former athlete <laughs> up on the Rennie, on the Rennie Horsey Go-Go Juice. Uh, he's entitled his review, Simply the Best, Five Stars. Knowledgeable, concise, funny, entertaining. It's not us. Concise. Fuck, he's written it on the wrong podcast. <laughs> it's the one podcast I actually look forward to getting. Well worth a listen. You'll be hooked soon enough. Keep it up, guys. Heading for oranges. A true listener. Nice one, son. Legend. Nice one. I loved it. Then we've got one here from uh, Master Shake Rules. I don't know who this is. I mean, it's going to be hard for the competition if your Twitter name doesn't match up, man. Uh, funnier than Lockyer singing karaoke. Five stars. <laughs> not bad for a couple of Queenslanders. At least one of them supports the mighty Seagulls and carries his Balmain tragic loser mate. Who the fuck says? Is that the same dude? Uh, no, this is, I don't know. His Master Shake rules. That, oh. yeah, 
Keep up the great work, guys. I've really enjoyed every show. In all seriousness, this is informative, very entertaining, and funny podcast. Also, the most in-depth coverage of rugby league you will find in podcast land. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Whitey Seagulls and carries his Balmain tragic loser mate. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have you know I'm a Western, subs, Western Suburbs Magpies tragic loser mate. Um, Ma- Thank Ma- you. Master Shakes rules. Uh, let me know what your Twitter and Facebook handles are because I have a feeling you just won a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Webs- I feel like you'd want a shirt stain in urine. Webs- <laughs> website, become a member of the Mighty Tool Nation by signing up this week in league.com. Hang out online with real live fans of rugby league and gain access to exclusive members only content like bloopers from each episode when they happen. Why are you talking so fast? And this week it'll happen for sure. Why are you uh, talking along- so fast? I'm not talking so fast. Along with ringtones and other nonsense that comes up You're through still the shows. Talking- Why are you talking? That's ridiculous. I'm not talking so fast, You're motherfucker. Talking- Stop it. You're trying to just generate bloopers or something now. No, that's not a blooper. That's just you talking fast. Speaking of bloopers, ESL tipping. <laughs> oh, fuck. My tipping is one big blooper at the moment. I made the tragic mistake this week of upgrading my Tips account to the Yahoo blah, oh, blah thing. Dickhead. And um, What did you do that for? And then it said, then it showed me my week's, my past week's tippings, and it was like, blank, 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 blank. You were rewarded away teams and got this and this, so I got fucking three out of ESL tipping. And I did... And, I checked my tipping through the round as it goes to see what to see what I was getting in that, and I did put all those tips in the motherfucking thing. Anyway, of course you did. The other one, still blame can, the ref. Oh, still, it was the ref's fault. Yeah, it was the ref. The referee Oz tipped Chechen. Uh, <laughs> the um, the other one still on top. Five right. five games clear of second place. Which to tipster. Up. It'll be a choke of epic yeah, proportions then, if he loses from. And here. second, the margin the margin from first to second is five games. The margin from second to third is ten games. <laughs> And um, BJM8, who is actually uh, Tiger Benji. Benny. Who knew he was even in the comp? I know. He's got two perfect rounds in a row to take himself up to third tie with Warrior Bunny. I'm in fifth, given there's no fourth. You are somewhere, like you're literally 10 games behind me, which puts you like about 15 games behind second. No, sorry, behind third, 25 games behind second and 30 games behind first. Remember when you were competing for the top of the table in that yeah, one? That's hilarious. Don't touch me. I'll All right. punch you in the throat. <laughs> I remember that. That was hilarious. <laughs> what are these tablets? Oh, they're just uh, zinc and uh, vitamin C and stuff like that. Did you say poison? Excellent. No. I was, <laughs> I'll take 10. Uh, Save it Saturday night. Yes. NRL tipping, another topic that I love. Oh. Babsy, still on top by a couple of games. Bobby Bronco, outright second. SJV, outright third. Freako, nine, outright fourth. Then we've got a uh, Saintly Sammy, 06, outright fifth. How I'm, far did I drop? I'm tied in sixth. And uh, with Caloundra Sharks. How far you, did I drop? One place. Is that all? You're 34th. You were 33 last week. You were 34 two weeks ago. You moved up to 33, now you're back to 34. On the pendulum. Yeah, <laughs> call you the pendulum um, until that t- the time when you drop like a rock, <laughs> which I think is coming soon. I dare say you're you're pretty much out of both competitions now. I don't think there's enough weeks left in the seasons. I suspect you are correct. I, man. I could uh, I could challenge for the NRL one ESL. I think I'm probably out of it. This other one guy, I mean, he, I dare say he's a cheat. <laughs> I mean, the really? score he's got is incredible. <laughs> yeah, he obviously watches a lot of English Super League. Who the fuck yeah. could be bothered doing that? Oh, exactly. I mean, it would be embarrassing for for us to beat an English person, given the lack I'd of like coverage. I'd like to beat a few English people <laughs> with a fucking bat. <laughs> finally. Well, not finally. Second finally. <laughs> Talking about you, Matt Boyle. 
Punk club, punk club, punk club. It was a bloodbath last week. You lost all of your bets around the same time. I think the time was when the Tigers took the field. <laughs> My impossible multi, as I mentioned during the Penrith game, it came a cropper until the Panthers threw their match against the Chooks. Who do I, I think I had Chris Lawrence's first try scorer. And then you had Tigers 13 plus. First leg of my multi. Yeah, it's disgraceful. I had a Parramatta giving away four points start and I still got it. <laughs> Finally, competition time. You've heard about how we're giving away the first ever shirt that rolls out of our sweatshop. I mean, production line. But rather than go through all the rules and how to enter, get your web browser and point it to bit.ly, bit.ly forward slash People thought Twill we had comp. kids because, you know, we just wanted to build a family and stuff. And that's very well, do they? I want to build a corporation, not a family. <laughs> I want to build a... Family's family bullshit. I want to build a sportswear empire. Let's call it Nike. Um, but yeah. Nike. Go to <laughs> bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Twilcomp, T-W-I-L-C-O-M-P. And that will get you to the page that has all the rules and how to enter. And it's been loads of entries anyway. So um, obviously you guys are finding it easy enough to enter. Don't be offended um, if I win. That's not going to happen. Oh. Really? Staff and staff, staff of this week in League Incorporated and, and family members are ineligible to enter this competition. <laughs> it's not fair. No, life's not fair though. If yeah. life were fair, the Tigers would be challenging for the minor premiership like my side is. <laughs> Time to take my pills. <laughs> okay, see ya. See ya. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.